What's going on everybody? I go by the name of It's Marvin Marv And you are now tuned in to Gem Talk Where we have conversations that inspire greatness And I got the man, the myth, the legend, the barber mogul with me I got John Hall in the building man What's going on bro? What's up, Marv? What's good with you? What's good with you? I'm chilling, bro. I always get pressed when I do these lives, right? Because I'm always a couple minutes behind. And somebody always comes on and yells at me for it. They always they be ready at 830 sharp and they always get mad at me and say late. But I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm here. Good, good, good. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Last time I seen you, I think it was in March, man, at the uh, OG Barber Award. You and I, you know, we uh, grabbed, our, grabbed our award together there. So... Um, man, that was the second annual one right there. So, uh, you know, we're we're one of the first ones to kind of grab this uh, prestigious award here. So I'm happy about that, man. And uh, I was happy to meet you there. Yeah, it's, it's dope, bro. You see, mine is right where how I yes, do it right I there. It. I see and, it. <laughs> it was pretty cool, man. I was I was really honored to be a part of that because, uh, like I said, on the stage there, Al was one of the first people that really inspired me, bro, and and inspired me in the way where I understood that I can expand beyond the chair. You know, when I bought his book and in his book, he's talking about building the brand and talking about all these different things you could do. Um, and the fact that he had a book and he had products and he had all this stuff. He was, if, if I can really single it down to one person that inspired me to do all of this barbers and all that is it, him. So it was real fire to be standing on the stage at his event, receiving uh, an award from him. You know what I mean? Yes, and you brought the energy too. I mean, like the type of person you are. I mean, you had that <laughs> at the uh, at the award ceremony too. So um, that was thrown there. So definitely want to give a shout out to Al Al Millions, Al Reed there, and uh, Ozell Ozell Graham too as well, man. So want to give both of them a shout out before we get the get the rocking and rolling here uh, with this uh, conversation, sir. Yes, those are the real OGs. I felt <laughs> a little, you know, it was a weird feeling because I, I feel like. I, I I don't feel like I'm an OG, you know what I mean? But I felt like I, I was in the room with the OGs. When I see Al and I see you and some of the other people in there, I'm like, like these are the these are the OGs. But I guess I'm kind of the young OG now, right? I've been doing it what 12, 13 years. That's right, that's right. And you, I, I think you said that on stage too. You're like, man, I really don't feel like oh, I guess I am. <laughs> I guess I am. So if that's what I'm gonna be identified as, I got to start carrying myself. Um, like one. So barbers, I appreciate you guys tapping in. Let us know where you're tapping in from in the chat. I'm in upstate New York. John, you in the uh, DMV area, right? I'm in the DMV area, y'all. So I'm in, uh, I live in Maryland. Um, my shops are in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, right down the street from um, Reagan National Airport there, y'all. Ah, cool. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, hit that like button. Make sure you do that. I don't be telling people to do that enough. Hit the like button because uh, we're about to go in. We're about to snap and follow the barber mogul. There's a couple underscores in there. Make sure you follow him on IG. Is that the uh, platform you're active, the most active on? Or are you still more active on Facebook? Because that's what I come to learn is you very active on Facebook. 
Yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm I'm more strong on on Facebook there, but definitely I'm trying to get my you know my bar mogul um uh IG going there. I do have uh, my shop IG too, y'all. Um the uh underscore ultimate underscore barber. Uh but you know working on my personal personal brand there too as well. So the barber no the barber mogul like uh uh Marv has on there. Oh perfect. So we got let's see with some of the places who tapped in to check out this conversation. We got Taylor tapping in from Buffalo. Uh, we got Juju tapping in from Victorville. We got Elevate Cuts Hair. They're uh, Barber School tapping in. They always tap in and show love. We got Texas in the building, California in the building, Long Island, Hawaii, Utah, Flint, Indiana, Atlantic City. We got people from all over the country, bro. Like, how dope is this when you think about it? We're in a virtual classroom right now with people from all over the world. How is fire strong. is this? This is strong. <laughs> New Orleans, we DMV is in the building. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans, New Orleans. <laughs> L'Oreal tapped in from uh, Buffalo as well. Miami, a lot of a lot of places in here. So um, you were saying how you were more active on Facebook than Instagram, right? And what I've come to learn, especially uh, more recently, like I've seen some of your stuff over the years for sure. But I'm not as uh, active on Facebook as I once was. But, mm-hmm. you know, seeing as we are having the conversation, um, I had to go dive back through Facebook and see what you were doing on there. Right. And what I come to know this, bro, is that you've uh, you've kind of been ruffling feathers over there for some years now <laughs> in that barber society group, man. And it's speaking some truth. And then it's been kind of people would say controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um Ah, man, the Barber Society, the Barber Society. So uh, years ago, y'all, I was looking for um, a place, a platform where some barbers can kind of come together. And uh, I stumbled across the Barber Society. And uh, within there, uh, you know, as you know, you're being a barber there, you're trying to um, just trying to navigate your way around, uh, trying to uh, get your feet wet, get a little networking going, get to know some guys there, guys. All right. So, um you know, when you get involved in a uh, platform like that, you would like to be able to bring a little value. OK, so um wanted to drop some value in there. And uh, the value that I was dropping as far as, you know, like some numbers and the kind of way I operate my, my barbershop and things. Uh, like you said, Marv, <laughs> some guys didn't take too kindly to it there. So um that right there just kind of showed me, uh, you know, I, I want to have some unity, you know, with us within in this um, barbering uh, industry that we're in. But it seems like we're really just um, divisive. All right. So, uh, Marvin, I love what you're doing. All right, Marvin, I love to see what you're doing right now and what you have going on and uh, trying to bring that unity um, back. And uh, you're doing a great job uh, with that. So, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride your coattail here and uh, see what we can do is, uh, you know, get this, uh, get this uh, unity a little stronger here uh, with the guys here. But there have been some posts that I've made in there, and um, it's been entertaining to me, to be honest with you. What were um, some of but- the things that you uh, you shared, you know, that, that maybe some of the first things you could think of where you shared it, and you might have thought it was going to create a, a reaction, and then it turned out to be something a little different where you were like, whoa. Oh, hold on. <laughs> one from one is gonna be the numbers. All right. It's the numbers yeah. and just uh what I um you know um uh, far as my uh, my work ethic um throughout the day, all right, and how many uh customers we had a board, we used to have a, a whiteboard in the back and uh just put on there how many uh you know clients that was cut for today. And uh when people would see my numbers above thirty, 
um, 30 uh, customer service or maybe even 40 customer service. I think the most I've done in a day in that shop was like 54 customers um, in a day. And man, that's that's when it came off. That's when it came. As far as the, the, the haircuts got to look like some garbage. I'll never sit in his chair and um, just a whole lot that was just being said. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't think I ever, uh, you know, really had a barber that come and sit in the chair and, you know, and, and really, you know, paid me on a regular anyway. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, a lot of stuff that they were saying there, I was just like, man, this is interesting. <laughs> so you and you're sharing it from a, a place where you're trying to be inspirational, right? They're like, be like, yo, look, this is what I've done. Yo, this is how we getting it out here. And in the feedback was it, it was wild. Yes, you know, it, they took it. They took it totally wrong. Exactly, but I, I believe you know you, you you were able to gra grab some good content off of that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had some social posts. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, because it, it, bro, we're in a, such a, a, a interesting time, and I'm not sure how aware of it you are because you've been active on Facebook, and I'm sure you're seeing it there too. But we are in such a weird time in the barber industry where it's almost like people want to become barbers, but don't want to cut hair, right? Like they, 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 they want to cut the least amount of hair as possible <laughs> and make the most amount of money as possible. You know? So when you are saying things like I was saying, um, you know, try to fit in 10 to 12, 15 cuts a day type of stuff. And then when you come along and you're showing 32 services, 33, 35 services, bro, it's it's interesting because people are seeing that and they're like, they're looking at it like we're we're crazy. We're crazy for wanting to do 10 haircuts, 15 haircuts, or you know, more a day. Almost like, you know, there's no way that you can put out quality in that time. You know, you're you're rushing the cut. Um, you, you're, you're about quantity over quantity and all these assumptions when so many of them are, you know, they're just, they're not right. And it's, it's just, it's very weird to me because for the 12, 13 years I've been a barber, I, I just haven't seen this many people want to claim they want to be barbers, claim they got passion for cutting hair, but yet want to do three, four haircuts a day and then call it a wrap. I got, I got a story for you. I got two stories for you. All right. So I, I hired some barbers. I don't, I don't been through. A lot of barbers. All right. Every yeah. barber shop. All right. Because you, you're a shop owner. You have yes, most yes, shops. Or I'm one. a shop owner. Not just, you know, I'm behind the chair too, y'all. Yep. But gotcha. I'm an operator owner. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so uh, uh, I bring one guy in and, uh, you know, um, kind of, I know of him from back in the day. Didn't really know him, but know from back in the day. And, uh, you know, I had him come in and do a little demo. Man, cleanest fade I've seen in, man, a long time. I mean, it was, man, clean. All right. So I'm like, boom. So I went ahead and hired him. All right. So I asked him, you know, uh, you know, what's been going on? He said, you know, life been going on, this and that. Um, I said, well, you know, when was the last time have you been in the shop and cut? He said, you know, it's been a little bit, um, but I'm trying to get back in. You know, I want to get things together, get my life together, this and that. I'm like, all right, cool. All right. So, um, like I said, the cleanest fade I, I've seen in a long time. I said, come on in. I got you. Um, man, he probably worked, you know, about a week, you know, then, you know, miss a day come in late, listen that or whatever. Um, and then one day, um, he just comes in and it's probably, he's probably there about a month now. All right. Comes in and he's like, he's like, John, he said, um, I didn't expect to be cutting this much hair. So I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, 
man, it's a bomb shop. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what would you expect to be doing? You know what I'm saying? Uh, people come here to get a haircut. Um, that right there kind of like, like it just put me in the left field. Okay. Um, then I had another guy. He uh, uh, hired him. Um, he was working at another barbershop, said things weren't working out, this and that, whatever. So, you know, I, I knew we can cut. So I um, had him come in, still, you know, do a demo, went through the process, do a demo. Let me see. Okay, boom. Uh, sitting there. Um, first day, you know, I think he does like, he does like 13, 14 cuts. All right. First day that he's in there. He never touched that again. All right. Came to a point that he said he was only going to cut one head an hour. All right. So um, it could be the easiest cut ever, man, about 20 minutes. He'll finish with that cut. He will go sit in his chair and um, pull up his iPad and watch a movie until the top of the hour. Once at the top of the hour came, then he uh, you know, told the receptionist, OK, I'm ready to take another. one. We got like five walk ins just sitting and waiting. There. He's like, OK, now I'm ready to take somebody. He'll cut that person, go back to his chair and watch his movie until the top of the hour. OK, I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Bro, it's 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 very interesting. And I, what I'm hearing a lot and you know throughout the industry from shop owners and just other barbers and 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 from clients, right? Because I get a lot of engagement from clients on my TikToks and some of the skits I make um which I'm hoping barbers look at these comments and and take the feedback, learn from the feedback and then just be better, right? Um I'm hearing from clients and seeing among, amongst the industry, a lot of barbers are almost in, they feel like they're in, being inconvenienced when the shop phone rings <laughs> or somebody tries to walk in like, God forbid, somebody tries to walk in a barbershop and get a haircut. It's almost like barbers look at them like like they're 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 being inconvenienced or they're almost offended. And it's just it's, it's a wild idea to even think about doing, you know, and. I, again, I, I don't know if maybe it's just the OG in me, right? But I remember a time where um, barbers got happy to see people walk in the door. Exactly. Happy when that phone rang. That's people trying to literally give you money, and we're acting like it's 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 an inconvenience to us, or or, or we don't want to do it, or you you just got to leave and, and and go on the app and make an appointment. And it's just it's it's so interesting to see. And I'm sure for you. It's probably very, very interesting to see because you've been doing this, what, three decades now? Yeah, I've been doing it now 37 years, sir. 37 years. Yeah. So you 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 know, you've been around. You've had a uh, uh been able to sustain your uh barbering career for, for three decades. So I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes. You know, you've seen some some uh very good things come along, and then I'm sure you look at some of the stuff and you get, you know, um, super discouraged but what i'm hoping that the people who are tapped in tonight could could gain is uh the valuable insight that you're gonna provide throughout this conversation because being able to be successful and sustain a barber career over three decades doesn't happen by accident bro you know i mean there's plenty of people come and go open shops close shops you know i'm sure you've seen it you can't even count now you know so i'm hoping that the people tuned in whether or not they want to do 30 haircuts a day 50 haircuts a day or whatever i hope they could take something from this and apply it to whatever it is they're trying to do and be better because of this conversation because i know you're gonna drop gems i don't know if you've seen the comment that somebody said earlier when i just said that uh 50 cuts homeboy said if he did 50 plus cuts in a day he would need three steroid shots for (laughs) uh for his uh, back alone, bro. Uh, I want to ask you about that, man, because uh, you actually 
sent me this too. Let me put it up on the screen. Um, this was your today. This is today, October 3rd. And you, you text me this at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You said, I'm done for the day. See you at 8.15. Drop the receipt. Total collected over $1,000. And I, I can't really, I, I got, I would have to zoom in. It's hard for me to see on here. 26 says, sold. 26, 26 sold. Mm-hmm. So the question that I have for you, and a lot of people appear to have, because when you look at, you know, uh, um, this one right here, this is 1,339 so, uh, services sold. Um, this one, 35 services sold, almost 1,200. And then you look at, um, I, you can't really see services sold on here, but. You know, these are all over a thousand dollar days when you're showing us services sold. Is that haircuts alone or like some people in the comments were saying, does that include like a haircut? Then another service is a beard. Another service is eyebrows. What? What? How is that structure? What does that look like? That's that's a haircut. That's a client. That's a haircut. I'm I'm straight haircut, y'all. All right. And I try to tell people off the top. Um, hey, Mark. So this is 26 haircuts you did today. 26 haircuts today. On a Tuesday. On a, on a Tuesday. All right. So every day is booked for me, y'all. When I go into the shop, every day is booked. All right. I get text messages throughout the day. Can you squeeze me in? Can you squeeze me in? Can you squeeze me in? Okay. Um, the worst. And all right. So what I'm about to do right now, y'all. All right. So we're going to start dropping the gems. Okay. <laughs> the information that you're about to get right now, you will not get this in a textbook. And, right. and barbers, make sure you're asking questions because even if John or I don't answer them in real time, I'll save the questions and put them in a, a folder so that we can touch on them throughout the live. And anything we don't touch on, um, we'll make sure we'll touch on at the end of the live. So ask questions at any time. Just don't expect it to get answered right away. <laughs> yeah, so what I'm giving you all right now, you will not get this in the textbook, y'all. All right. Actually, this information right here, man, is almost like proprietary. Hey, Marv, hey, he can get paid a lot of money for this right here. All right. Sharing, we sharing this. Barbers. Giving it to y'all. All right. We're going to give it to y'all. So um, the first thing, when I get these text messages, people trying to squeeze in, man, can you squeeze me in? Can you squeeze me in? The worst thing that you could tell a client and I don't know what's the worst word you can tell a client, uh, Marv. Do you know? I can't get you in. Yeah, it's no. All yeah. right, you cannot say no. All right, don't say no. So um, you can share with them. Hey, man, I'm slammed today. I'm booked. Um, man, look like the schedule's tight. Uh, um, it's gonna be tough for a squeeze in. How, how you looking tomorrow? All right, I see Joe. Joe got on. He put no. All right, perfect. All right, so that's how you gotta um, converse with 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 your clients. Okay, you cannot say no. All right. You have to word it in another way. All right. That's one. Now, two, when I was um, introduced to the barbering, um, I was 17 years old. Um, by that time, I had probably been cutting for about four years, four or five years. And my cousin, he was a barber. And he said, you know, he called me Johnny. He said, Johnny, Johnny, I heard you cutting and this and that. I said, yeah, you know, I'm doing a little something. Um, he said, uh, so he gave me he, he gave me some tips. All right. And one of the tips was he said, uh, you know, he, he said, how long does it take to do your haircuts? And I really didn't know because at that time, you know, a lot of us, we, we, we don't time. We don't know. All right. He said, um, he said, I don't care what haircut you do. He said, I'm going to give you some tips. What, what, I don't care what haircut you do. It could be an afro. It could be a fade or whatever. Even Steven, whatever. He said, it should take no more than 15 minutes. Mm. I'll put that. Hey, that went into my memory bank. All 15 right, minutes. Into- 15 minutes. He said, I don't care what haircut you're doing. Mm. It should take no longer than 15 minutes. Okay. Um, so I put that into my memory bank. 
All right. And I go back home. Um, at this time, I'm cutting in the basement at my parents' house. All right. So I started setting up my clock and I started going by that and start working on my time. All right. Working on my timing. Um, uh, so you started being intentional with your timing and, uh, and actively paying attention. Exactly. Exactly. It took me it took me a couple months. All right. It took me a couple months, but I got it to 15 minutes. All right. It was around, you know, the 30 minute. 20, 25 minutes, 23 minutes, 22 minutes. Finally got it to the um, uh, to the 15 minute mark. Okay. To the point right now, Moff, right now. And I do this for every new barber that I, that comes into my shop. I look at the clock because my people come in. I got them scheduled on a half hour. Okay. I have somebody come in. If it's 830, I have my new barber come over because I don't let them touch the floor right off the top. I want them, um, you know, I give them some training. I said, it's 8.30 right now. I said, when I finish with this haircut, it's going to be 8.45. Mm-hmm. Turn my back. I'll turn my back to the clock. Finishing up the cut. I'm cleaning the client off. We're taking off the cape. I said, look at the clock. When he looks at the clock, he's like, wow. <laughs> it's 8.45. You know what I'm saying? So um, now it's just built into my, it's, it's, now it's just built in there. All right. Yeah. 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So to say that, y'all, um, it takes it takes me 15 minutes to do a cut. Um, 20 minutes, uh, extra five if I got to do the beer. OK, um, that gives me time to I schedule every half hour, like I said, so I can work in a I can work in a walk in um, in between my next client and still be on time for my next client. All right. I got to do somebody at 830. I could take a walk in and be ready for my nine o'clock. Without him waiting. So my question to you, after saying all of that, right? The first thing I want to point out is um, the fact that you you were intentional with paying attention to your time is huge, right? Because that was part of the thing that helped me get better with my timing and um, when it, speeding up my haircuts and being on time for my appointments. Because a lot of times, especially early, earlier in my career, you know, I was running behind on my appointments or just taking longer than I needed to because I wasn't looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. So now I, I do make it a conscious effort to make sure I'm looking at the clock and it's become a habit. So now I don't got to think no more, but I'm, I'm consciously looking to make sure I'm on time um, with where I'm at in the cut to be able to be on time for my next appointment. So for some of you guys, a lot of you watching that want to cut faster, you don't have to do 15 minute cuts. Let's not get it twisted. Nope. But if you want to cut faster, um, one of the keys to being able to cut faster is pay more attention uh, attention to the clock because I, I promise you a lot of you guys are just in conversation you're in the service um you're you're not thinking about the time and the next thing you know you look up and it's just like oh shoot i gotta put some pep in it so if you can catch that earlier um it can help you with your timing right um uh, but the the question i have for you is i want to know how you feel when you see things like this right when you see show us the pics of his cuts more there we go <laughs> and, and then it's like you know that's the real question you know, and and in yeah. in fifteen minutes is cool, but there's no um, detail in the cut. So I, I do want to hear your thoughts on it before you share them. I, I do want to share at least some of mine. Yeah. I, I just feel like that is 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 part of the problem, bro. Like it it to me, it's such a, a problem. And here's why I say that, right? Because this man, it, 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 regardless of how you or I, or any barber out here feel about his haircuts. This man did 26 haircuts today on a Tuesday. A Tuesday and made over $1,000. A Tuesday, right? You look at some of these, this other, 39 
uh, September 23rd, made almost $1,400, right? So he's put putting out these numbers. He's been a barber for over three decades. Don't you think that if he was out here just jacking people up and, and ruining people, had people walking around crazy, he wouldn't have been able to sustain uh, 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 what he's doing and continue to have success to the point where he's – Doing 26 haircuts on a Tuesday in an era where barbers don't do 26 haircuts in a week. So for me, it it it, it does get me fired up when people just well, let's see the haircuts. It <laughs> don't matter, bro. At the end of the day, numbers are are what the numbers are. People are coming to him, paying him for the service. Man is making over a thousand dollars a day. So you your opinion or my opinion matters none. At the end of the day, because his books are still full. So with that being said and that off my chest, what are some of your thoughts when, when you when you hear that and see that? Uh, well, for one, <laughs> uh, the first receipts I sent you, uh, Ma, uh, yep. I think it was like four or five. That was right after Labor Day. So I intentionally did that. Do it live. Here's another one. Do it live as if it's a, like, what? <laughs> you know, but that could be somebody that wants to see it too. I could be yeah, just misinterpreting. For sure. So, Tuesday, um, right after Labor Day, y'all, Tuesday, $1,000. Wednesday, $1,000. Thursday, $1,000. Friday, $1,000. Saturday, $1,000. A little over $1,000, but it, it, it was it was $1,000. All right. Um, normally, after the holiday, all right. After the uh, kids that went back to school, after a holiday, a barbershop is slow for um, typically like two weeks, a week or two, because everybody rushed in before. All right. Everybody rushed in before to get the cut. OK. And I intentionally sent that to, to Marv, uh so he can see that right after a holiday, still jumping. All right. Didn't didn't miss a beat whatsoever. OK. So I try to tell people when I see, you know, hey, show me the cut, this and that, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. That shouldn't even be your question. All right. It doesn't matter because people are trying, people are piling in. All right. People, people say, I'm trying to squeeze in. Okay. I'm taking walk ins because people know that, man, I, I can't, man, I don't went on the uh, schedule. I cannot get in. I cannot get booked. I cannot get in. So I'm going to walk in and try my hand. Okay. So what do I do, Ma? All right. For the walk ins. Because I, I used to see this when I was younger. Guys would charge for the appointment. And for the walk-in, it was just regular price, all right, coming to do. Didn't make sense to me, all right? You're discouraging the person to make the appointment if you're going to charge them more to schedule an appointment versus um, if they just walk in, they can pay regular price. So what do I do? Uh, my appointments, they're scheduled on there. If I have a walk-in coming in, I charge him more, okay? Because that's a convenience right there. Okay, he's coming in and he's conveniently just gonna walk in and just get him a haircut without making an appointment. All right, cool. Guess what, Mom? Guess what? What happened? These guys are happy to pay more. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting more and more walk-ins now. All right, my guys, they know it. They know it. It's just a little bit more now. They don't care. I'm getting so in that chair. <laughs> so, so we got a bunch of questions coming in, bro. Some of them, I, I want to see if you could tap in and, and touch on some of them. Um, like Showtime says, how do you not get tired of cutting that many people? You know, that's that that's so many energies because it can be a lot as barbers, right? When people are coming in with their baggage and you know all the stuff that they got going on, and it's just a different mix of people. So, how do you handle all of that? So, so you just touched it right there. 
All right. You get tired quicker when you keep somebody in your chair for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, because mm. that energy. All right. That energy transfer mm. that you're listening to that person. All right, you listen to that person giving you their complaints. All right. Talking about what's going on at home, what's going on at the job. That energy transfers over to you and that drains you. That pulls all of your energy up out of you. All right. Me. <laughs> all right. Getting them in, getting them out. I'm not even taking any of that. And if the conversation does try to go that route, I turn it positive. OK. Got to keep it positive. When I was a younger barber, I would be in there. I'm having a good day. I don't cut a client, you know, cut two clients. Next thing you know, my attitude just changed. All right. Now yeah. I got now I'm feeling a certain type of way. I'm feeling like, man, I, I, I just got this anger in me. And I'm like, man, where did that come from? Where did that pop from? That energy transfer that came from this person. I'm hearing everything that's going through their mind, this and that, whatever they're saying. And then it comes over to me. And now all of a sudden I done took on those emotions and things that they had. And now I'm drained. I'm done. All right. No good for the day. OK, so you want to keep everything positive, y'all. All right. If, if, if that uh, uh, conversation seems to start turning a little sour, a little south, if they're in there complaining, this and that, bring them up. All right. Change it. Switch the conversation. All right. Switch it over. Turn it to something positive there. You will have contain that energy where you will not get drained as quick. This is why I understand why a lot of barbers say, I can't do no more than 10 people. All right. They don't sat on this person for an hour or whatever the case may be. They don't took on all of the problems and things that that person have. They're done. All right. It's like man, I, I can't make it through. OK, I finished up today. Eight to five today. y'all. My last I take we take our last uh, customer at four thirty. All right. Yeah, that, man, that was good because I, I was going to ask you that question, too. It says 26 haircuts and he's done by five. What time does he start? So is that your shift? Eight to five? Yes. Shop. The shop is at eight. I take our last our last customers at four thirty. All right. After that, we do have some people that try to walk in. Uh, we, uh, you know, cut off is at 430 there. All right. So we'll see you tomorrow. So try to get on the book, get yourself scheduled. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, how do you manage the back pain and wrist pain? What do you do about it? What are what's some of your advice when it comes to the, the demand on your body physically? And before you answer, it's, it's always interesting to me how. It, like this is some of the conversation I've been having recently where it's like, all right, you got one barber that's doing two haircuts in an hour. And then you got another barber that does one haircut an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. And the barber that's doing the one haircut assumes that the barber that's doing two is, is working harder. When at the end of the day, they're, you're both standing on your feet. And, and in yeah. fact, the one that's doing the, the hour and a half service is on their feet longer in that specific example. Right. So, you know, to me, I, I do understand how if if you are cramming a lot in, it can feel overwhelming. It could be an overwhelming, let's say, eight hours, right? If, if you're not being efficient, you don't have your systems and stuff like that. But, right. you know, if you're a booked barber and you're on your feet for eight hours, whether you're doing six haircuts in that eight hours or you're doing 15 haircuts in that eight hours, you're still on your feet for eight hours. So it's, it's always interesting to me. And you're cutting hair. It's not like you're not moving the clippers, right? But right. But what do you do as far as like, you know, how, how do you um, carry yourself to help prevent the back pain or wrist pain? Or what do you do I as far as things to your body to help with that? Guys, y'all in there now looking cute in the barbershop, man. You're in there with your Chuck Taylors on or you're in there with mm. your Nikes on and this and that, whatever. Um, mm. You got to get some comfortable shoes, y'all. All right. Mm. So it just comes down to that. I tell a lot of my guys, they coming in, you know, the Fresh Jordans, this and that, whatever. Now we got to switch that out, man. You got to have some comfortable shoes. Guess what I got, y'all? Some sketches. <laughs> All right, the little the little sock sketches, um, mm. anti fatigue mat. 
All right. When I look on some of the times I see these shops on IG and this and that, them guys are not standing on anti-fatigue mat. I said, man, they're, they're, they, the knees, the back is going to be an issue. OK, so you just got to make sure you're as comfortable as possible um, when you're behind that chair working, y'all. So those two are very important. Um, you can even have some um, some of the socks that got the cushions around the, the, the sole and the heel of your foot, too, as well. So anything that can um, provide that extra cushion there so you don't have that uh, tension, that strain on the back, um, it's perfect there. All right. With the wrist, um, it is now. I'm going to tell you all, man, I've been doing this for 37 years now. So there is a time um, sometimes that, you know, might get a little cramp, a little lock up there. Um, and that's just over the years of just moving. All right. And that's just going to happen. So I had told myself when I turned 40, I had about 10 more years that I was going to bang as hard as I could. Um, then start, you know, kind of pull back a little bit, y'all, because my body is going to tell me, you know, hey, it's time to just kind of cut back a little bit there. So, um, you know, go to the gym, try to stay in the best shape as I can. Um, I don't I don't um, uh, abuse my body. OK, so. Uh, a lot of guys that when they come in, they first start working. The first thing they have issues with is their feet um, and, and, their, and their legs, basically. All right. They be tired. All right. And I tell them, you got to build up your endurance. You got to get your endurance built up because they're not used to it. Um, after a while, they, they see it and they start getting it built up. And, uh, you know, uh, they're able to make it through a day without having to, you know, take the shoes off or go sit down in the back or anything. And feet first thing I tell them, like a harder day you feel exactly. like in the feet. First thing I tell them, you got to change those shoes, man. Those, yeah. those, the boots. I used to cut in Tim's. All right. When, yeah. when I was younger, I had oh. a whole different, had a whole different look. So yeah. I'm in Tim's, you know what I'm saying? Chuck Taylor's. My, I got flat feet. I'm in Chuck Taylor's. Um, it, it, it don't last long. So even my little young barbers, that come in 19, 20 years old. They trying to be in the Chucks and this and that. I tell them, I say, hey, man, <laughs> y'all got to switch that out. They they get it after about, about three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three weeks or so, that they understand, like, yeah, Mr. Hall, you, you, you were correct. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I, I love that insight for sure because – you know, it, as a barber, it, it, it is common to fall into that trap of, you know, thinking that if if we're going home feeling this pain from, you know, doing uh, too many haircuts, that maybe we should just cut back on the amount of haircuts we do, right? And it, it, that's not necessarily the case. It just may be a, um, a, a, a lack of information or a lack of understanding of how to operate in a more efficient and, and better way. Right. So with some of the stuff you're sharing about the, the shoes, right. And, and, and different things and the things you're wearing in the shop that could help. I love, um, this comment too. Marvin, the barber says, ever since I started going to the gym, the paint don't pain don't come no more. And I always find it interesting, man. It's like, I just went on this rant the other day on my live. Like we complain about all of these pains and different things going on, on with our body. And we're tying it to the fact that we're doing a lot of haircuts it's like, bro, no, it's you. We ain't going to the gym. We ain't stretching, right? We ain't taking jogs. We ain't um, uh, taking walks. Let's start with a walk around the block. You know, we're eating poorly. We're not drinking no water throughout the day, and we're operating in in all of these ways that are are so unhealthy. And rather than trying to learn how to, to how to take care of our health and how to carry ourselves in a way that's going to be less demanding on our body in the shop. Uh, we just assume that, you know what, we just got to do less haircuts and start charging $500 a haircut, you know, and, and, and it's not the case. So um, I love that you're bringing that 
insight for sure, because I'm sure there's a lot of different things that you're going to tap on throughout this that are going to be little key things that that help, you know. Hey, Marv, there's a, and, and, hey, guys, if y'all seen the barber cutting for a while, um, they had a, I, I got it in my phone somewhere, but there's a picture of uh, the metamorphosis of a barber and starting, you know, real slim, got the six pack or whatever. And as the years go on and all of a sudden the stomach's getting bigger, all right, yep. the stomach's getting bigger and bigger. Hey, that play, that play a toll on your back right there, y'all. <laughs> and yeah. that stomach starts to grow. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're cutting them Tims, right? Oh Standing in there in them Tims, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> Uh, question for you, John. Um, what are what are some tips that you have for the barbers tapped in when it comes to being able to cut faster? You say you do haircuts in fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. right? So you, you're you're clearly um, super efficient, right? Super effective. Of course, there are going to be people that ah, he's jacking up haircuts, yeah, which I'm sure we could pull up some haircuts, shut that up real quick. Yep. But that's even besides the point. Um, what's some of your advice for people who, who want to cut quicker, even if it's not 15 minutes, they want to cut quicker. What is some of your thinking as to how you approach a haircut, uh, your equipment? Um, there are people that say there's no way he's being sanitary if he's moving that quick. Um, (laughs) what is some of your insight to all of that type of stuff? Um, so for one, y'all, uh, the barber I see with like 12 pair of clippers sitting on the station, 13 pair of clippers on the station, um, that right there is mm. that, le- that lets me know that he's, he's a, uh, he's, he's a slow barber. So the Just, fact that we're buying every new clipper that drops from every <laughs> new company that comes out every week is the reason why you can't cut faster and uh, don't lose your train of thought because i want to share this real quick i just got given a pair of clippers from my homie nito he gave me a pair of gamma boosted clippers how many of you guys use the gamma boosted let me know in the chat but i use them for the first time today right so i went in the shop i cut one of my barbers i I didn't even go there to do a haircut i was just there to do some stuff and he wanted to cut so i'm like you know what i'm gonna use the gamma boosted right so i go to use them and they cut very well they're they're a great clipper right but it was a slightly different feel from what I'm used to, because all I use now is the JRL Onyx. I was using the JRL 2020C. I've been using the JRL Onyx, and I've figured out my system to where I'm super efficient with those things. Clean mm-hmm. cuts, in a timely manner. I know exactly my approach every time. I got it down. So using the Gamma um, Boosted, even though they cut clean, I was still trying to figure it out, right? So it was slowing me a little bit down, mm-hmm. right? So I say all that because... That is true, bro. Like if, trying to use too many different clippers and, and, and things like that is, um, is is definitely something that's confusing us or at least slowing us down and making us not efficient as, as we could be. So just to like solidify that point where you're saying the barber that got 12 clippers on station is a slow barber. Right. And I mean, for real, y'all, why do you need all those clippers? All right. <laughs> why do you need all those? All right. Only only reason that I've seen a lot of barbers because they, they start getting hot. All right, hey, I gotta get on another one. Okay, um, trust your hand, guys. All right, trust your hands. I'll see a barber; he'll do a full shape up. All right, after you cut the hair, he'll do a full shape up right here, whatever. Then he'll come back with the razor and go ahead and then touch it too as well. I'm like, and I, I tell my young barber, I said, "Why don't you trust your hand? Mm. All right, why why are you uh, outlining with some uh, with the trimmers and then you're coming back with the razor and hitting it again? Okay, go ahead, put that put that uh, shave gel on there, put it on there, and go ahead and hit that line once." All right, get it tight the first time. All right, get it sharp the first time. Trust yourself. All right, if yeah. not, get, get your hand tighter. Mm-hmm. All right, so you'll be able to do that. Just cut the um, hair once, that type of thing. And cut the hair once. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I got uh, one of my young guys came in. He's watching YouTube. All right, watching YouTube. So 
Uh, watched him uh, do a cut. Took him. Takes him about. It took him at the time. He's he's, he's straight now because he finally. I showed him how to do it. All right. Cut one side of the head. All right. Cut the whole head. Shave the whole head. Cut the whole head. Shape up this side right here. Spin him around. Cut this side of the head. Fade it. Shape everything. Shape this up. Align it up. Okay. And then cut the back. Cut that. Fade it. Get that together. Fade everything out. Hit it with the razor, whatever. Boom, boom, boom. I said, I said, my guy, you just did three haircuts on one mm -hmm. person. All mm -hmm. right. <laughs> I said, look at the time. Took you an hour. All right. <laughs> you did three haircuts on one person. And you only got paid one time. I said, come on now. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, I used to sit in the barbershop. And um, just watch the barbers. And I just used to say, like, man, why is he being so repetitive? He's, he's, he's doing the exact same thing again. Okay, I don't know if it's the talking or what, but just the same. I said, man, you done, you done faded it four times already. Why are you still hitting it? Um, so I learned how to be really efficient. I learned a lot of those steps are unnecessary, guys. And if you come back and look, you guys do a lot of unnecessary steps that you're doing two and three times that you don't have to. Yeah, I, I've seen like, for example, with the cutting the hair once thing, something, the mistake I used to make, and I see a lot of barbers make it is, you know, if they were going to do a skin fade on me, right? Their process might look like uh, bringing all of this down to uh, a two, right? We're going to start, clear this out with a two, right? And mm -hmm. what uh, I used to do, and I see a lot of barbers do, is they'll cut all of this hair, including the back, all of this, mm -hmm. all this with the two, right? Mm -hmm. And then come in and maybe hit it with the clipper closed, and start the guideline with the clipper closed, right? <laughs> and doing that where, you know, nowadays I know, okay, I don't need to cut all of this with a two. I don't need to cut all of this with the clipper closed if I'm going shorter than that. Exactly. Right? I need to use, get it down as low as I plan on going, right? So now for me, I'll do like the two in this area. And then I'll come in with the, the, the adjusted trimmer. I have the ball out. And just mm -hmm. doing that alone saves a few minutes because now I'm not cutting this hair with the two when I don't need when I'm gonna cut it again. So, you know, just to reiterate the point of um when you guys are cutting hair, do your best to try to try to cut it once, even with the edge up. Um, where maybe I'm gonna have to step mine up and do it more like you. But what I do now is I, I if I'm edging up, I don't make it the sharpest edge up. It's just a real quick rough draft of the edge up because I know I'm coming in with the razor anyway. So I'm not sitting there all day and trying to perfect it. No, it's a rough draft. And then when I get the razor, that's when I really tighten it up. But I save a lot of time by doing that as well. So um, some of you guys will find that uh, super helpful as well. Question to you, bro. What um what what uh, is your your clippers of choice. What are you using? What's your, what's your setup looking like? So, hey, y'all, um, I'm in love because I've been using this since the beginning of time, y'all. All right. So the seniors. All right. Mm -hmm. I love a senior. Um, I still have. Don't laugh at me, guys, now. All right. So I haven't gotten to the gambles or anything yet. I still have um, Model 10. All right. Plugged in. Okay, that's Bro, my that's, speed. Clipper. You know what's crazy? I don't even know what that is. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> that's what's crazy. Uh, so you got the uh, 76 classics, all right, and then you got the yep. model 10. Gotcha. Uh, model 10 was a little before that, there, all right. So, um, but I still got the model 10. That's a speed clipper, okay. So that one you you, you, you knock it out. Um, and then I have the Andes, all right, master, all right, my fave master. And then I love a um, now I fell in love with y'all because I just love the Andes, um trimmers but mm. i fell in love with the cordless uh gtx mm, i love them too i got them on my station yeah so i rock with that and that's that's it right there y'all so when i first started cutting y'all be honest with y'all so um <laughs> um i only had one clipper and that was the uh that was the senior 
Um, and I did everything with that, y'all. I had the zero gap. I even sh- I, I, I was shaping up with it. All right, did my fade, uh, you know, did my cut, and then I, I'll close it and go ahead and do my shape up with it until my mother went and bought me some um, uh, some trimmers, some little, the little wall trimmer at the time. Uh, she went and bought me that. So I only cut, to be honest with y'all, three clippers um, for the most, but three clippers, that's all I use. Mm, I love it. And what I, I hope you guys are hearing is that he found a system that works for him, and he sticks with it. All right, that's the key. And the problem with nowadays is the marketing is so good, especially with social media and all of this stuff going on. It, it, it's so easy for us to fall into the trap of wanting to buy the latest, newest clipper that is dropping, that looks cool, that maybe our favorite influencer is using. And what I'm hoping you're taking away from what some of what John is saying is that you don't need to do all that. You just need to find what works for you and use what works for you. Uh, one of the tips that helped me from a barber um, that was shared to me a few years ago was if you really love a clipper, bro, buy multiple versions of that same clipper. You don't need to buy all these different clippers. Once you have something that works for you, figure that out. Learn that. And then if, once you really love that, if you want to get a new clipper, just get another one of that. Right, because that can even help with the sanitation and the switching out and all of that too, right? I tell I tell my barbers, um, get to know your clipper just like you know your lady. All mm-hmm. right. You gotta know that clipper like the back of your hand, what it can do and what it can't do. Okay. Yeah. So you should be able to come in and um <laughs> you should be able to do a whole fade with just you know one clipper. Everything. All right, you shouldn't have to switch up. With this and that, whatever. Hey, Ma, I'm gonna throw this out here. Hey, I I I got a lot of um <laughs> I got a lot of flack for this too. Okay. That, um that um that half guard. Yep. Hate it. Okay, you're gonna have to talk because I love the half guard. <laughs> when I was in barber school, I remember my teacher, he literally wrote on it the truth, right? And and he showed us, he's like, This is the truth. So maybe it just got instilled at me so and so early in my career that yeah. it's just been something that is a part of me. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I love I love having the half guard. So mm-hmm. I need to hear this. Why do you hate it? <laughs> Hey, because it 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 is cheating. All right, it's trying to tell me it's almost like having a safety razor. Okay, mm. <laughs> I'm mm. like that's it. My, my barbers come in and they're using that because they rely on it a lot. And I say, why do you keep using that? Okay, you got the adjustable, adjust with it, but they gotta have that half guard on there. So I'll take that half guard and throw it in the trash. Mr. Hall, what did you just do? <laughs> Let's make get that thing out of here, man. Oh, Let me, man. It, it's showing me that you're just getting started. All right, I need you. Show me that you're uh, professional in here. Let's go. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the half guard? Let hey, us know in the chat. Do you love it or are you throwing it in the trash? Hey, they Don beat me up on the, the Society in the with trash. That one. They beat What's me that? up on the Barber Society with that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I've been using the half guard for for a while now. It's you know it's part of my system, John. So it's staying there, right? Not <laughs> no, you it you're out. Good, you're good. I just hey, that was just me. This is the OG in me. <laughs> Arlene, yo, Arlene loves it. D Wayne said I lean on the half guard so <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, and then AT says they got to learn how to flick that wrist. There you That's go, what John. There you to go. Say. That's Ozell. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, been using it less and less actually. Uh, I love it, uh, John. What do you do? Oh. Is that more of y'all or is that me? Lost a little connection there. Let's see. Am I good? I 
think I'm good. Picture, picture. Did we lose Marv, y'all? Did we lose him? He got quiet on me. Did we lose Marv, y'all? Can y'all hear me? We lost him. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Let's hold tight. He'll be back in a minute, y'all. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to talk about some other stuff, too. I know he's talking about the cutting right now, but I really want to talk to you guys, too, as far as with that, um, with the chair, with the prices, man. Um, people uh, really uh, focusing on prices. Um, I want to talk to y'all that that's not really what I want y'all to focus on. Okay, so I'm waiting for Marvel to come back, but a lot of stuff I'm going to drop on y'all. Um, if we got time, time permitting here, like I say, a lot of this stuff, you're not going to get any, um, you're not going to get in the textbook whatsoever. All right, so wait for him to come back, and uh, we'll rock it from there. I don't want to take over his show. <laughs> I do not want to take over his show. Um, but y'all can oh y'all can ask some questions though. Ask some questions in the meantime. Check the chat out here. See what's good. What we got here? What we got? What we got? What we got? We got also thirty plus years. I love you. Okay, okay. You love to have God. All right. Okay. Cool. I'm not gonna beat you up on it. I'm not gonna beat you up on it for sure. What we got? What we got? How do you feel about barbers working at a nine at a nine traffic barber shop? Nine. Oh, I think you're saying. Oh, wait a minute. What up, y'all? What's up, mom? We lost you. So, 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 this, are you still on there? Yeah, I'm still on. We, we, we talking. I'm, I'm on here chatting with the people. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Hold them over. I don't know what happened with my Wi-Fi. Okay. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know what happened. My Wi-Fi kicked off. Okay. 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 So, um, just, just, just give them some game. Let them know you on FaceTime with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. There you I'm go. Gonna be, I'm going to unplug my router and plug it back in. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'll be right back. Okay. I'll be right back. Y'all know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> just shut off. All right. I'm waiting for you. We're waiting for you. All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Give us the game. Okay. All right. All right. So I think you said um, it says non-traffic, but is it non-traffic? And I do, um, before we finish out, we got some mentorship, y'all. I actually got a um a barbering program, but I'm going to wait for Marv to come back and He'll get all that to you guys. All right. So I got a course, actually, y'all. I got a course. This is hey, this is serious. All right. This right here, because where it's going to start first, because I get a lot of um, what I'm seeing right now is guys are like, man, you know, the cut got to be trash. No way he's doing that. He's capping. This is not what the case may be. It's the mindset first, y'all. All right. It's going to be your mindset first. So um, it's going to fall in either you believe you can or you believe you can't. Either way, you are exactly right. <laughs> you are correct. You can believe you can do it or you can believe that you cannot do it. You're right. All right. So I had to see it for myself, y'all. All right. I had to see it for myself. First, I was asking. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I thought it was me. I was like, oh, we froze. Are we done? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh. no, nah, we can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what happened. My Wi-Fi just like kicked out. But luckily... I had a hot spot on Come my on. uh <laughs> on, for Verizon, so it uh it, it allowed me to hop back in. So sorry for cutting you off. Finish whatever point you was making. I I'm probably missing some game you was dropping, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I was just telling him, man. Um, a lot of times, like you're saying, with the question, he's capping and this and that, or there's no way to, to cut it some trash, this or whatever. I just said, you know, it, it starts with the mindset, mom. So either you you believe you can or you believe you can't. Either way, you are exactly right. <laughs> you are correct. 
right? However you want to believe it. But um, definitely, uh, I love to work on the mindset of people first and let them know that they can believe that they can do it. Because I had to see it. Okay. Um, a lot of times when I was dropping my numbers and things like that, what it does, it just gives a lot of inspiration to some of the borrowers like, man, you know what? Yeah, we can do that there. With you guys just seeing a, a, a couple of y'all on here, just seeing the receipts that Mar put out there right now, $1,000 in a day, I guarantee, I ain't got to tell you nothing else. I guarantee y'all are going to work on that and y'all are going to get close to it. All right. You'll, you'll make more money than what you've made um probably right now just seeing that right there you're like hey that's man. on a tuesday too bro tuesday, that's what i think is so dope about it tuesday y'all these hey tuesdays and wednesdays are the least busiest day in the shop wednesday they used to run promotions okay hump days all right um but like this, this right here y'all this is right after labor day tuesday wednesday thursday friday i sent that over to him okay and i just want a thousand dollars each day y'all after labor day that's when the barber shop is dry dead close all right <laughs> dry Okay. Hey, Mark, also, I got two questions. I got two questions for you real quick. Yeah, I need you to you, answer bro. this got for you. me. Got two questions. First, what does the barber that says he does not cut kids, how, how is he looking around back to school time? Is he busy? Is he working? What, what is he doing? Man, bro. <laughs> what bro. is he doing? Bro, he, he he's sitting around, posting on Instagram, uh, some repost from... From 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 some old work that he did back when he was a little bit busier, when it wasn't as slow for him as it is now, bro. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? And and I get it, right? I get it from the angle of kids could be tricky, they could be a lot, they move around a lot. I understand, bro. But it's on us as barbers. We're barbers, bro. We're barbers. It's on us to learn how to handle them and deal with them and be efficient with them and get them in and out quicker. See me, I'm doing half hour slots. I ain't on John Hall time where I'm doing 15 minutes yet. Maybe <laughs> I'll get there, right? But I'm half hour slots. But when I'm cutting a kid, like you said earlier, you make it your mission to get cuts done in 15 minutes back when you first started to decide to cut that fast, when you got hit with that gym, I'm getting the kid in and out my chair in 20 minutes or less, bro. I'm looking at that clock. I'm moving. I ain't doing all that talking, lollygagging, laughing, playing. Nah, bro. Twenty minutes or less, and I'm I'm le they're leaving with a, a, a quality cut. But to say mm -hmm. I don't cut kids no more, I, I'm I, I get it. I do, but I'm just I'm not a fan of that, bro. And I got one more barber. What about that barber? Say he's not taking any new clients. What is he doing? Is he growing or or, or what? Well, I mean, what, what is he doing with his career? So he's he's definitely not growing. He he might be at a spot where he's content and happy with what he has and may may be thinking of um trying to explore other avenues maybe. But even that whole I'm not taking new clients thing, let's call it for what it is, bro. It's a flex. I mean, it's it's just we're trying to flex, guys. We we want to be able to make that post say, I'm not taking any more clients. So it makes us come off as more valuable to the public. But, but bro, what what happens when, you know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Mike decides he wants to grow his hair out. Now you're not seeing him every week like he once was. Or, or Kevin uh, gets fired from his job and now isn't, can't afford to come see you every two weeks like he was. Or, or Ray... Uh, uh, falls in love with a girl 
And now all he's doing is wrapped up up in her arms or, you know, you know what I mean? Sean decides he, he's got a new job or wants a uh, career change and looks for a new job in a different city. And now it's super inconvenient to come to you. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's more a flex than anything, but you know, I, I don't know. How do you feel about, about all that? It's it, when <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming to me. Yeah, I'm yeah, winning. I have people, they'll come into the shop and they'll ask me, um, uh, John, are, are you taking any more, uh, you know, any more clients? Are you taking on any more clients? I'm like, man, what type of question is that? But some barber had told him that, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, you know, hey, we're working in, we'll get you on a schedule. Uh, we'll make it happen for you. Okay. And kids, I started out with kids. All right. I started out with kids. I love the kids. All right. That, I seen somebody posing here. That's the future. And you're exactly right. Okay. There's, there's guys that I've been cutting um, since I was, uh, you know, 13, 14 years old. That I cut to this day, still my clients, y'all. All right, and guess who I'm cutting? I'm cutting their kids. All right, I'm cutting their kids right now. And I had a young lady um, that I went to college with. She referred. Um, she worked at a uh, daycare. She referred two kids over. All right, they were um, they were mixed mixed kids. So the barber that the mother was taking them to could not cut their hair, curly hair, this and that, just killing them. All right, so she said, I know somebody that can do it. Send them over to me. Um, they became my clients. All right. And guess what? Then dad came in. All right. Dad came in and he started getting his cut. Okay. Then guess what? Grandpa came in. All right. He started getting his cut to this day. I cut three generations. All right. Mm. I see them sitting in a barber shop. I took a picture. It's on my um, the ultimate barber page. Took a picture. I said, this is three generations right here. All right. I got grandson. I got uh, son and I got fa um, father or uh, grandson, father and grandfather. However you want to say it. Sitting right there, all waiting to get their cut. It was amazing. Man. And that's what brings me the joy of barbering um, with that. All Absolutely. Right? The last time. Listen to me, y'all. The last time I worked. All right. Was uh, September 30th, 2005. That's the last day I worked in my life. I haven't worked since. John, what you talking about? All right. Once you find something that you love, you never work another day in your life. OK, I became a full time, full time barber because at that time I was working. I was working at the State Department and then cutting, you know, um, on the weekends. All right. I said, boom, cut that out. Opened up my first uh, full service salon and spa, brought it on, doing it full time. The last time I worked a job, y'all feeling like I worked uh, September 30th, 2005. I have not worked another day in my life. People are like, man, how are you just in here and you work, boom, boom? I don't feel like I'm, I'm working. It doesn't feel like work. That's how I'm able to bang the way I bang. It does not feel. It's it's fun to me. Yeah, and, and I, I love that you say that because, listen, guys, I know that you're loving this gym talk. But before we get back into it, I just wanted to take a quick second to remind you that I do an interactive social media course. So if you're somebody that's been trying to figure out social media and you want to know how to create content that helps you grow your brand and market yourself so that you can make an impact and make an income, I'm going to highly recommend that you come and work with me. My interactive social media course will give you all the apps, tools, resources, and strategies that will help you grow your online presence. So Make sure you go to itsmarvymarv.com, check that out, and come work with me. One of the common questions I get asked about this course is, Marv, is this course a uh, course 
for barbers specifically like does it only work for barbers no man this is a course that will work for anybody that is looking to offer a product or service or grow a brand and grow a business in any way shape or form so make sure you head over to ismarimar.com check it out and uh, after you sign up make sure you dm me man so that way i can uh welcome you to the family and i can uh show you some love all right so with all that being said let's get back into the gem talk with john hall one of the other thought processes that have entered our industry is that the people that are doing 10 15 20 haircuts a day they don't enjoy cutting hair they don't love cutting hair it's 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 a weird thing to see because it's like the people who want to do the least amount of haircuts are the ones that are claiming that they're the most passionate about cutting hair and they're also the ones a lot of times that will say you know quality over quantity right like it's not about quantity you're just the barber that's doing 15 20 cuts is just doing it for the money and it's, it's always weird to me because i'm like but bro you're you're the one that's trying to do three haircuts for five hundred dollars a piece you know what i'm saying so <laughs> like it's just a weird thing but you know i say all that because I, it, it is interesting bro like Believe it or not, guys, there are people that still love cutting hair. You know, like I, I, I enjoy being in the shop. I enjoy being around my clients, 10, 15, whatever I'm doing. I enjoy it. I, I love it. You know, like I, I'm trying to inform people who may be new to coming across me. Bro, if you don't enjoy cutting hair, if you don't like, if you feel like it's just way too much and there are other things you can do, bro. Like you don't have to be a bar. Maybe it's just not for you. You know what I mean? But to think that every barber who's doing 10 cuts, 15, 20 cuts, don't care about quality, is overworked, is burned out, doesn't love cutting hair, all they care about is money. It's just a, it's a, it's an interesting interesting mindset that has entered our industry. You got two you got two types of people, all right, in the uh in the barbershop that that work in the barbershop. You got barbers, all right? They you got barbers. They love it. They love it. They love it. And then you got people that cut hair. All right, the person that's cutting hair, he's just going through the motions. All right, so you got two two types of people in the barbershop. Mm, I love it. Question: Wavy cuts. Appreciate all you guys sending in the super chats. I know a few of you guys um, um, did. Appreciate that. Appreciate the love. Um, I'm assuming you haven't answered this yet. What's your fading system? Do you fade up or fade down? Both. Yeah. It depends. It depends on the hair type. All right. It depends on the hair type. So. Um, if it's uh, coarse, I'm fading up. All right, straight hair, I'm fading down. So it just, like I said, it depends on the hair type. I examine it, I look at it. Um, I've been doing this for a long time, y'all, so I know exactly what what I need to do with it to be able to get that person um, uh, taken care of in, in a timely fashion. Yeah, and and I love that you say that because. Guys, we got to start thinking from um, instead of saying, you know, do you fade up or fade down or you do this or it's it's and right. I fade up and I fade down. Right. Because it's not just a one size fits all thing. Some 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 way sometimes it's going to work better to fade up. Sometimes going to work better to fade down. Me, I I feel like I do a mixture of both as well. Like for me, um, a lot of times I I obviously clear out the um, bulk, as I mentioned earlier. And then I start fading up and then I fade down and it's almost, I call it like the sandwich thing where I'm like trying to create the sandwich wherever I'm trying to place the fade. So it's, um, it's a mixture of both, but guys, just, just understand you don't have to do it. Like it's just one way. Uh, sure. You want to learn whatever way works for you and then, and do your best to work that. But you know, there's going to come times where one way works better than another. Like he just said, what on straight hair, you'd fade up. You said coarse hair, you fade down. 
no, uh, yeah, full hair fade up, straight hair yeah. fade down. Make sure, guys, that you're able to do this. is This is a gym. Make sure you're able to do um, both techniques. All right, learn that. All right, just don't do one or just do the other. Make sure you're able to, like Marv said, able to do both techniques and have a have a system. All right, I got a lot of barbers that come into my shop that swear they, you know, swear they they're, they're the best thing since sliced bread, and I'll see them get lost in the haircut. I see him. He's over there. I said, yeah, he don't got lost. He don't. He don't know what to do. He don't know which way to go. All right. So just make sure you guys get your system there, and um, that'll work on your time too. Um, do you use a, a lot of guards, or you do a lot of clipper over comb? Uh, so on um, coarse hair, guards. All right. Uh, straight hair is a uh, clipper over comb. I hope you guys are, are paying attention and listening to some of this. <laughs> For sure, man. You know, yeah, I learned that from my hairstylist, y'all. So I used to um, own a full service salon and spa, and uh, used to have hairstylists in there. And um, I learned from them the clipper over comb because I, I was a straight clipper guy, y'all. Uh, I was clipper and guards, all right, all the way through straight hair, coarse hair, curly hair, whatever. And um, once I started getting more straight hair clients, and that's what they preferred because a lot of them were. Um, coming from going to like salons, uh, getting a haircut, they want to try to get back in the barbershop uh, atmosphere. I try to give them the same uh, experience that they were getting in the salon, uh, but them being in the barbershop. And a lot of guys have had uh, people that don't not proficient with the clippers really mess them up. So then they just guard it. They're like, no, no clippers on the cop. <laughs> no, uh-uh, not at all. So um, even though you're, that's what you do and you're good at it, you got to be able to still be a little versatile too. Mm. So my homie Jeezy, shout out to my guy, 360 Jeezy. 360. Uh, great dude right there. He says, so I just looked up uh, John on IG. Question for him. Why doesn't he have Barbara content on his IG? Now, before you answer it, I do just want to say, hopefully one thing you guys take away from this even question before John answers it is the fact that he don't have Barbara content on his IG. All right. He don't. And he still did 26 haircuts today <laughs> on a Tuesday. And he still was doing 30 plus haircuts a day at what was it after Labor Day? You said after Labor and Day. He don't have Barbara content on his IG. So for those of you that think that all you need is Barbara content on your IG, like that's the magical cure, Barbara content on your IG, and next thing you know, your books are going to be filled and people are going to be rushing through the door and you absolutely think you need to have it in order to build a clientele. You are looking at a man on the screen who did 26 haircuts today and Jeezy's asking him, why doesn't he have Barbara content on his <laughs> IG? So why don't you have Barbara content on your IG? 360, 360 Jeezy. What's up, babe? Um, so that's my like personal IG there um, that you see there. So that was more or less just me and my lifestyle. Um, I have a business page, but it's done intentionally um, because uh, I eventually, uh, if I want to go ahead and just step away from the shop, um, people won't just... It won't just be me, all right? I have it where when people come into the barbershop, they can sit in any chair, all right, and be able to get the exact same haircut. Um, now, I use this example all the time. All right, here we go, y'all. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'm going to ask Ma right now. Ma, what's your favorite restaurant that you like to go to? What's your favorite restaurant? Oh, uh, man. I don't have one. The one I've been going to probably the most with my wife has been Longhorn. Okay, that's, that's probably been it more uh, as of recently. I can do that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, who's the chef? 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Beats me. He's doing a good job, though. All you do, when you place that order, when you place that order, you want to make sure that that food is coming out the way you ordered it and, and it's supposed to be on point. So if you go to a Longhorn, where you live at now, and then let's say you go to a Longhorn in another state, when you place that order for that favorite meal on that menu, you're expecting it to come out a certain way. All right. Now, I don't know why <laughs> um, you go into a barbershop and you got to be like, ah, right, you got to pick a choose. Like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a good haircut here. Or this one, that case may be. It should not be like that, y'all. You should be able to sit in any chair and get the haircut that you asked for that you requested. All right. So that's what I train my barbers on when they come in. I train them. Um, showing my techniques and what I do, and uh, I'll have them. They'll go home. Um, one of my guys is like, man, who, he asked his son, man, who cut your hair? And he said, you know, um, uh, you know, the young lady cut it. He was like, man, that looked like a John Hall cut right there. All right, mm-hmm. trained. They should be able to sit in any chair. There should be no backlog. All right, people, people are coming to the barber shop. They want a haircut. Make sure they're able to get one. So I want to, if I remove myself, I want to make sure my clients are still able. Clients of the barber shop are still able to get. The exact same service they would get if I was there if I'm not there. Yeah. That's why I don't have myself on there. I don't even have my my barbershop is the ultimate barber, y'all. All right. I'm sorry, the ultimate barber. It's not John's barbershop. All right. Uh nothing like that. I want them to be able to come in. They're getting service at the ultimate barber. I want them to be able to identify with anybody in there and be able to get the haircut that they want. At the time yeah. they, whenever they want. And, and guys, what I want you to take away from what he's saying, too, is he comes from an abundance mindset. And what that means is he, he he's not scared to, like, share tips and different techniques and ways uh, that he cuts because he has a fear of of losing clients. Right. It's, it's it, the understanding. He understands that that he's always going to get people to come see him. Right. And I think a lot of times barbers and it's it's unfortunate but even shop owners they we get so scared to want to share and help each other because there's that competitive side or or that ego side where it's like you want to feel like you're holding the edge over the other people around you like you're you're the best right everybody we all want to feel like we're the best barber in the shop where ultimately where we all could win is if Everybody in the shop is the best barber. You know, we're, we're all sharing tips. We're all sharing our different techniques and what tools we're using and different things like that and doing our best to make sure that we're all putting out that, that fire cut. So that way when a customer comes in or, you know, it's a client, Mar, right? When they come in and whoever's chair they sit in, they're leaving um, happy. Whereas, you know, if you used to go into to, to John and they come to Marv and, you know, John ain't sharing nothing with Marv, so Marv's still putting out hack jobs. You know, it, it makes the it makes the shop look bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to come back to the shop exactly. a lot of times, right? Because then it gets awkward and all of that. So, guys, share, man. Let's let's elevate our teams, bro. Got to y'all. squad what, around us. Because what they're going to say is they're not going to say, man, John, John is what you call man. He be jacking you up. Now they're going to say they they over there at the ultimate barber be jacking. Everybody's in that whole circle, right? <laughs> Everybody. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Question for you, John. Because in our industry, we're talking a lot about the price of haircuts. There we go. There we go. Come on. I think the public Come wants on. you to explain this because this is your price list that you had on your yeah. site. Men's mm-hmm. clipper cut, 30 bucks. Clippers and scissors, 35. Um, scissor only, 40, right? And I want to say a couple things before you elaborate on this. Number one, 
for these prices for you are, are probably just so interesting to see because you've been around for three decades. So you've seen <laughs> you've seen the prices go up. Right. Mm-hmm. You've you've been been around where there was a time where even thinking about getting 30 bucks for a cut was probably like, you know, it's a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. Whereas now we have barbers, probably a handful of them tapped in right now. And they're thinking, looking at that is that you don't know your worth and <laughs> you're you're charging cheap prices and you're the reason why the industry hasn't grown the way it could because you're still keeping your prices low, right? Mm-hmm. So what is your thinking when it comes to how you price your haircuts and, and what is some of your response to some of the, 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 the ways of thinking from the newer age barbers these days that think the prices should be $75, $100 and, and more? All around exactly. the board. So a lot of times guys don't even know why they're charging the price. All right. They're charging that price because they heard such and such is charging whatever price it is. Okay. Business, y'all. Business 101. I'm going to go back to the restaurant. All right. A restaurant um, uh, wants to know how much a table is making per hour. Okay. That's how restaurants calculate um, their numbers. Okay. So in a barbershop. You're supposed to know how much a chair is supposed to make per hour. Okay? It's not the price of the service. It's how much that chair can make in an hour. All right? You need to know that cost. That cost, what it does, it pays the expenses of the barbershop. All right? So you got to know this, y'all. Now, let's go ahead and break it down. I had a young lady that um, that uh, asked me how much were my prices. All right? So, Marv. I say like $30. All right, let's say $30. So she said, oh, you cheap. You know, you're a cheap bar. I said, okay. I said, well, what do you do? She said she was um, uh, a nail tech. All right. I said, okay. So I said, so how long does it take you to do a manicure, pedicure? She said, a manicure and a pedicure, it takes me 90 minutes. I said, okay. I said, what's your price for that? She told me $70, $75, I think it was. I said, okay, so it takes you $75 in um, in 90 minutes, you make $75. I said, all right. I said, it takes me 15 minutes to cut a head. I said, in 90 minutes, I can make, what's that, Marv? Um, Six times uh, 30, 180. All right, I said, I can make $180 to your $75. I said, who's who's really cheap? And she was like, oh. (laughs) She was like, ooh. (laughs) <laughs> okay um so you guys need what you guys really need to know is how much that chair needs to make um um proud and this is more i'm sorry this is more for the shop owner yeah, all right for, more sure. for the shop owner there all right needs to know how much that chair um uh is going to be able to make per hour there that right there then you'll be able to um calculate what you know what your prices should be all right it's a cost analysis you wouldn't um fall in what your prices should be there now my prices for me if it was just me they could be a little higher, all right? But I got some barbers that um, not as experienced, you know, been cutting, you know, a few years. Not as long as I have, doesn't have the experience that I have. So I don't like to have a, a, a tier system where I got like a senior barber. I don't, I like the prices to be uniform because I want the client to be charged the same thing. Whoever chair they sit into, they're getting charged the same thing. Unless I got a brand new apprentice in the shop that I'm training and I just let them know, hey, his apprentice, he's training. So I can pay that apprentice, all right, 
um, we'll have it at a, a lesser rate. Let them know that, you know, he's learning right now. Okay. So I'll, I'll do it on that aspect there. But other than that, I want my prices good all the way across the board that whoever chair you sit in, it's fine. You know, we're good with that. And I'm okay with that just because my clients, they tip so well. So, so how, okay. So you're in um, agreement. What, what you want is everybody in the shop to, to basically have the same price. So how do you handle if you have a barber that wants to go up on prices? So, um, it does, they don't really look at the pricing per se. We might talk about it if that is going to be the uh, standard there, y'all. But um, I don't have a booth rental shop, guys. Um, I don't have a commission shop. I got a salary shop. Mm. So, okay, can um, you I'm, talk about that a little bit? How does that, <laughs> how does that work? Because we're, we're uh, uh, always... Asking booth rent or commission. I'm about to open a shop. Booth rent or commission, or I'm gonna work in the shop. Should I do booth rent or commission? It, salary is very new to the barbering industry. So very how does new. that work? So basically, guys, um, I got my guy. I can have a guy come in and uh, cut one hit. All right, and he's gonna make a salary like he cut six, seven hits. All right, and he could just cut one hit. All right. Um, and I just got that from uh, just business in general, y'all. And we all go to work and y'all go to the job, man. You know, your your time is valuable. All right. So I'm going to pay you for your time. OK, um, my shop is where it's uh, I, I know that um, we're going to have clients coming in. And uh, when a, a barber can just start and uh, he can be I saw somebody in there and said, man, first day you did 13 haircuts. I got a waiting clientele. All right. I got people waiting for uh, just somebody to come in. Um, so they can go ahead and be able to get a service there. So I let guys know, hey, man, you coming into the shop, we're going to make some money. Okay. Um, this way, also, I wanted guys to see it as a career, not as a hustle. Okay. So I want you to, if you're going to go and uh, work at, uh, you know, my barbershop, but I wanted every barbershop to be like this, but I'm just going to say mine right now. I want you to have that perspective of this is a career because if you go somewhere else if you're working at northward grumman at&t whatever like that you're not looking at it just as a job it's gonna be a career all right and i want you to look in the barber industry the exact same thing as a career i want guys stop looking at it as a hustle stop looking at it per haircut all right when the, when the plumber comes to your home he's not he's not saying oh i gotta fix the toilet okay that's gonna be 25 dollars now he's charging for that time all right. If I got to do a, a toilet, it's going to 30 minutes. It might be an hour. He could be there two minutes. He's going to charge you for 30 minutes. OK, I want the barbering industry to be the exact same way. I want you guys to see it that you're not charging for the haircut. You're charging for the time that that person is sitting in your chair. That's what you're charging for. How much is a half hour worth um, at your barbershop? How much is an hour worth at your barbershop? How much is 15 minutes worth at your barbershop? Okay. So I think he's seen on there um, 30, um, $30 for, for just a clipper cut. All right. Times that by four. That's $120, y'all. For the, if, 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 if I was that hour barbershop, if I was that hour barber, if the person sat in my chair for an hour, an hour of my time falls between $120 to $150. That's an hour of my time. Do you feel barbering has become too individualized? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I do. It's always about me, I, um, as far as within the barbershop. When they're looking, um, I can get $100 for a cut. I can, you know, I, I can charge $150. 
all right, this and that. And I that right there, guys, um, is just not the mindset to have. And you'll you'll see the difference when you um turn from a barber to then a shop owner. All right. Uh, once you go to the owner, your whole mindset just changes. All right. And then you look at it from another realm. I've been I've been all the way through, y'all. All right. I've been I've been booth running. All right. I've been uh commissioned. Um, and now I'm in the salary. All right. So I've seen it all. I was, I was paying booth rent. Okay. Um, I had the little chair, I had the little chair in the corner, six by six, man, and doing six figures in the little chair. Okay. Um, I decided to go ahead and open up my, my barbershop is because when I want to go ahead and pull away, I want clients to still be able to get service and still have it where, you know, I got an income coming in too, where I'm not actually the one doing the service there okay so there's three um tiers of barbering all right the booth rental that's the lowest non-profit um, um profit making um uh, formula that you can have there okay you're more or less i say booth rental would be good if you maybe own the building um if you're buying a building you just got some people in there helping out with the mortgage on that um with the rental um with the mortgage on that so you eventually 30 years down the line or however 50 20 years down the line you'll own the building all right now you got a retirement that when it's time to go ahead and tap out you know you can sell and get your money or whatever the case may be um and then you're good all right um next is the commission structure there but a lot of barbers don't know how to run the commission structure so um this is where they kind of fall into and that's why you start seeing them they um sometimes they got somebody in their own booth rent they might got somebody on commission and this and that because they don't know how to run that property guess what i was one of those guys that didn't know how to do it properly okay so when i opened up my first full service salon and spa commission all right i've been doing appointments since 2005 y'all all right so just i just want to throw that in there i've been doing appointments since 05 as a barber. So guys say I'm like one of the first ones that really, and I'm talking about every day. I'm not talking about just on, on the weekend, every day. So they say I'm like one of the first ones that kind of implemented that, put that into play. Um, but so I had, um, I had my shop, uh, commission salon and spa, and uh, I got people in there. So I'll see questions. I'll see people like, do you think 50-50 is unfair? All right, they're asking barbers this. Oh, no, no, the owner's robbed me. No, he robbed you, man. 50, 50? Oh, yeah, he robbed me. Do you think 60, 40? What about 60, 40? Ah, that's still a little, mm -mm, mm -mm. 70, 30, 80, 20. <laughs> that's what they're saying, right? So, um, and I kind of fell into that a little bit. I'm like, okay, uh, this person, they want a little more than 50, 50 or whatever. I see what I can do. I'm going to see what I can work out and start throwing them a little more money. I'm bringing in y'all. I'm thinking I'm making money. I'm good. I'm bringing in forty-five, $50,000 a month. I'm thinking I'm good y'all straight trying to figure out why I'm coming up short every month. I'm a little short on the rent. Can't cover the rent. Um, can't get the supplies in the shop and this and that. My expenses are 55 to 60,000. <laughs> All right. So I'm bringing in 45 to 50 and I'm spending out 55 to 60. We in the red y'all. We, we in the negative. All right, just because it's commission structure, now I'm just throwing just numbers out mm -hmm. there. Right. All right, just throwing throwing it out there. Long story short, you know, hey, you know that that, that didn't last long. All right. Five <laughs> How long later, did that last? How long did you do that for? Hey, you? look, I struggled for five years. All right. I did not bring hey, who on here will cut for five years and won't make uh, in 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 this cool without making a dollar? All right. I cut for five years the way y'all see me cut now. 
I cut for five years and, didn't, and could not bring home a dime. Okay, my wife had to start taking over the mortgage for the house. All right, she started had to taking over um, the expenses because I was not being able to bring anything home because I'm trying to keep this shop open. Okay, trying to keep my people paid, and we in we in a negative. So long story short, I was one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in debt and six months behind. Something had to go. Hey, so I would I stopped paying the rent <laughs> at the shop. <laughs> six months behind the rent. Okay, I uh, was able to make it through. Hey man, I had to borrow a little money from mom. Mom, can you can 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 you got a got about eight thousand I can borrow this month so I can pay this rent. Rent was eight thousand dollars, y'all. All right, eight thousand dollars a month. So um, let's just say that right there was a big learning experience for me. All right, I learned a whole lot out of that. Now the barbers or the stylists, they were taking home their fifty percent. They good taking home. They be able to pay for stuff. All right, the fifty that I was getting. <laughs> Paying the bills, paying the mortgage, um, paying um, paying inventory and stuff like that. So, in that aspect, if you're clearing now, if you're clearing ten percent, the owner, if the owner's clearing ten percent after they done paid everything, they're doing good. That's good. But most shops, um, they're running between like one to three percent. All right, that they're clearing, and that that right there now, he has that or she has that now to take care of her life outside of that. And that's just not enough money, y'all. So if y'all go right now, just Google barbershop, hair salon for sale or something like that. You will see so many, so many out there. People out there just, hey, man, trying to get rid of that headache. All right. They're going to the suites now. All right. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, I'll take this little, I'll take this little 350 I got to pay every week. I'm good with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Versus all this other stuff. I ain't got to deal with it. How so, do you feel about the suites? Uh, hey, look, I own some suites. I, I had uh, back in 2019, I built out my own suites, Ultimate Salon Suites. I said, I'm going to get them on both ends. All right. Hey, man, I mean, if, if the ones that are, you know, crying about the salary and this and that, hey, shucks, I, I'll get it with the suite too. Mm. Man, that suite. Business owner suite. mindset. I hope you guys are picking up. Because <laughs> hey, I, I don't know how, I mean, you've been tuning into some of the conversations. And, um, you know, one of the, the comments that, um, I caught a lot of flack for was I, I said that I think suites are terrible. I said something like, when are we going to uh, tell beginner barbers that suites are a terrible idea for 95% of them type of thing, yes. right? So I caught a lot of flack for that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the, the, the one thing that people overlook uh, when I speak or, or miss when I've said it is, you know, I, the smart move would be to open your own suites. When you see, you know, you got everybody trying to go to a suite. Why not have a building where you can rent out some suites? And, and that's what you did, right? Like, you're exactly. like, all right, cool. I'm that's gonna, what I did, y'all. They want to do it. I have the choice Check for them to be out. able to do it. $750,000 to build it out, y'all. All right. Mm. $750,000 to build it out. Sixteen got up to $18,000 a month in, um, in rent. Okay. <laughs> All right. 37 suites. 37 suites. 37 suite concept there. All right. Man, Marv, I thought I had a I thought I had a hair salon, man. These women in here bickering and arguing just like they were in a salon. I'm like, oh, oh where'd that come from? I mean, you're in your own suite. Why are you complaining about this woman down the hall or this woman here, this and that? I felt like a salon owner again. All right. Long story short, man, last year I had to get about that thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, somebody want to buy this, man? Hey, man, come get this thing. ASAP. I yeah. got I got to get this headache up off me. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. 
Bro, from the ownership side, man, let's talk about that a little bit because you know you you you're spending some money, right? Like you're 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 sharing things that people think are controversial or polarizing. Like you know you're 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 hopping in these nice cars, you're going in and you got a, a, a nice home, you're in a nice neighborhood, right? But in order to uh, attain some of those things, you gotta you gotta show some numbers, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, a lot of people on here right now are trying to show the least amount as possible, right? right. Because we don't like having to pay taxes and, and all of the, that, that ugly side of things. I see you looking for something. I don't know. I'm if looking for my tax. Hey, how about to show y'all two tax, <laughs> two yeah. tax forms already. <laughs> Go ahead. So, 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 you know, like what, how, what advice would you have for the people who are newer into this, right? Some of the things you may have wished that you knew when you first started out so that they could be set on the right path to be able to right out the gate, be making the best money moves and setting themselves up on paper, right? So that they can buy the building. They could buy the the building to create the suites or own their own barbershop or buy a nice home or buy some of these nice cars. What are some of the things that you you would advise them to do? Definitely pay your taxes, y'all. Pay your taxes. Um, stop trying to hold the cash. Uh, credit goes much, much, much farther than cash. Y'all. All right. Um, you can grab, you can grab uh, two hundred. Let's say two hundred thousand dollars in credits, and you could take that much, much further than if you got two hundred thousand dollars in cash. All right. I'm gonna give y'all an example here. I'm give you an example. All right. Let's say you got. Um, uh, uh, a loan, all right, credit for forty thousand dollars. Okay, so you go and buy a vehicle, a car. You still got your forty thousand in cash, all right. You got some. You got so you're just paying um, installments on that loan there now. Okay, so you still got that forty that you can use and you can put into something else. You can acquire something else. You can get something else. If you just had forty thousand dollars cash and you go and pay for that car, forty thousand dollars cash. How much cash you got left? Zero. Ain't nothing else you could do. All right. So this is why you see a lot of people right now. I'm going to get your credit line. All right. Get you some credit and use that to your fullest where you can leverage, leverage your, um, your, your purchases, um, your investments, and you can stretch it much, much further. But the only way you're going to be able to acquire that credit, man, you got to show some things on paper, y'all. All right. You got, you got to show some documentation. So that's where your taxes come in at. So just make sure you pay your taxes, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, a lot of guys being where cash, um, cash in hand, so used to being like that. So we 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 love to hold on to it tight. We want to hold on to it and squeeze it and, and just look at it and say, man, it's a knot right there. It's a beautiful knot and this and that. But um, definitely that credit, y'all, is going to be able to take you further than that little knot. Mm. Barbers, I heard. Uh, they they what did they say? How did they say? They said cash is king, but credit is what? What is credit? Is God or something? I forget how it goes, <laughs> but like you know, because because we we lo- love the cash is king quote, but you know the 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 things you can do when you got your credit right and you can be approved for a nice credit line and, and loans and stuff like that. It is, um, it, it, it's amazing what you could do, but we just don't know that stuff. You know, like a lot of us don't come from families or or environments where we learned a lot of that stuff i know i didn't i'm learning a lot of this stuff um later in my life right and i'm learning more and more every day you know having conversations like this whether it be 
live or just, you know, through different people that I'm meeting in real life, I'm learning more and more every day, just, just like you guys tapping in are. So, you know, what I'm, what I'm hoping, man, is that you guys really are listening to the gems that have been dropped and, um, you, you guys are, 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 are taking it all in and, and meditating on it. Right. And, and, and trying to really understand it so that way you can implement it. So that way you guys could be set off on, on the right path. You know, whether or not you want to do five haircuts a day, 10 haircuts a day, 15, 20, 30, you know, however you ultimately decide to operate as a barber, uh, we, we just want to make sure that you're doing things the right way. Right. Like Javier says here, you can't buy a house on 20K a year. Right. And right. for me, I just bought my first home last year. So a little, little, thank you, a little over um, a year ago. And, you know, f- for a while, I was making enough money to be able to afford <laughs> a house. But because I, I was doing things not in the most right way, you know, I, I, they weren't trying to give me that mortgage. Whereas now, you know, I, I put the first roof over my head and now I'm still paying for some of the mistakes I made earlier on. And I'm trying to adjust and I'm still trying to learn and take things to the next level. So that way. You know, I, I could be good too. So just know, guys. Like like Fade and Flow said, I'm I'm soaking up the game, just like all of y'all. We're all. This is what it's about, right? Barbers empowering barbers and, and helping barbers, and that's ultimately all. Um, I'm trying to hear this. Yeah, cash is king, credit is power. I think that that's something. Hey, like hey, that. hey Mark, how, how does it feel coming home to your own spot that you you know that you paying for? How does it Bro, feel? I want to be here all the time. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I'm feeling I come back on my traveling, and you know, yeah. I just be like coming home and mowing my lawn and sitting on my deck, swimming in my yes. pool a lot this summer. You know, and it's a different feeling. And you know, because you you've been a homeowner for a while now, it, it's it's a different feeling, man. And uh, I can't even put it into words. You you know, it's just once you get it, you're like, all right, cool. And now I know, like, all right, I'm just going to keep flipping my way on up until, I, until I'm walking into something like you walking into. Because I see your ceilings is really <laughs> – your ceilings is really high, bro. <laughs> hey, Marv said that's mine, y'all. Hey, I love it. I love the way my lawn. Hey, yeah, my house. Exactly. I love the way you say that there. Strong. Yeah. That's hey, back fact. to the prices real quick, y'all. Right, I, I wanted to point this out real quick. So, um, you guys talking about like like hundred dollar haircuts? I'll be here. I'll be seeing this all the time. All right, what what comes with a hundred dollar haircut? They say a ninety dollar service. I'm pampering the client. All right, I'm giving them this. I'm giving them that. Such and such. All right, I'm gonna go back to the. I, lo- I love the restaurant, y'all. I love the restaurant. I'm gonna take y'all back to the restaurant. Let's say you're going to a restaurant now, um, and let's say it's a uh, you know Long John, Long John Silver again. Let's say uh, they got a they got a three hundred dollar steak in there. All right, three hundred dollars steak. It's gonna take two hours for them to cook it. All right, <laughs> two hours to cook it. They season it. They doing whatever the case may be. So you got to sit there the whole time waiting for it. All right, you hungry as a mother. You waiting two hours to get your food. Then it comes. All right, they say they do this and do that with you. So you don't pay three hundred and some dollars for maybe about a uh, what's that? About three three and a half hour, um, <laughs> three and a half hour visit uh, to the restaurant. You hungry? You sitting there too? I'm like, oh man, I want that there. All right. Versus, you know, you go to your other spot, you know, pay, you know, $30, $35, $40 for the steak, 30, 45 minutes. You know, it come right on 15 minutes, come out, boom, you're eating, you're good. 45 minutes, y'all gone. All right. Which one would you rather go to, y'all? All right. You're going to pay the $300 for that steak that they said, man, but no, we're cooking this, man. We're, we're seasoning. We're going to pamper it. We're going to pad it a little bit. Details. Two, this is the details. <laughs> two hours. Two hours. Hey, just take your time. Just don't worry about it. I'm taking care of you. Let me take care of you. Which one y'all want, y'all? Let me put it in the comments. Which y'all want? Talk to me. Which one Bro, you want? I, 
I'll tell you what, John, I went to this restaurant. I, I, I did an event and I got, I went to this restaurant with the people. They took me out to this nice, fancy restaurant, right? And we went in, it was all eloquent and stuff and all nice. And they came up. It was, it was like, they were, they were carrying themselves like luxurious, right? So then they hand you the menu menu and the prices are all, you know, high and stuff. So you feel all like you're boss, you're a boss, right? And bro, like the food just took so long to come out. The ordering process was like so extra. And for me, I was like, I don't know if it's just the way I was raised in my environment where this is just like not me, but I would never want to pay these prices for this, this service again. Like, I don't care how fancy you make it sound and all of that. I'm like, bro, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all set. So, you know, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's what I find is so interesting with, with barbers that want to say, Hey, you're going to pay a hundred dollars a cup, but I'm going to hold you hostage for an hour and a half in my chair. You're going to wait 20 minutes, you know, while I'm pampering my other client. And this, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to drive, you know, 20 minutes home for, you know, this exceptional service where it's like, okay, bro, what are you really doing? You're, you're giving them a, a pretty good haircut. Cool. Are right, you giving them a wash? Okay. What are you doing? That's so extraordinary that they're going to want to pay three times what they could pay somebody else to do the same exact thing with probably, uh, and a lot of times better uh, customer service, more professionalism, you know, like uh, it, it's, it's a weird, we're in weird times, bro. Exactly. Now you're right. Hey, I do want to give out, I see my man on here. Walt cuts the barber. All right. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him or not. Um, he was from Africa. All right. This is my little guy right here. And I followed him. I, I kind of got um, hip to him. Uh, the post that he's do, he do a lot of free haircuts. Um, back in his uh, native country, and um, he was doing a lot. He go to orphanages and cutting the hair and stuff like that. So we jumped on um, on Facebook. We jumped on the live one day, and he said the haircuts over there is like two dollars. It was two dollars, mm-hmm. two dollars twenty five cents, something like that, right? Um, so this man was probably making I don't I don't know. Uh, Walt, how much were you making like a a, a month or something? Probably uh, not much, y'all. All right, not much whatsoever. So he got a visa. So he asked me, you know, a little mentorship, you know, help him out a little bit and things like that. So I gave him a book to read. He jumped right on it, trying to get his mindset right, y'all. All right. So gave him a book to read and got that straight. Um, long story short, um, he's on a visa now in Dubai. All right. Uh, he got there in March. Uh, his first month, he did um, uh, AED, uh, like two, a little over two, like $2,300 a- AED. Okay, that was in March. He sent me his numbers. Um, I gave you know a couple pointers, little techniques to do and this and that. He sent me his numbers uh, uh, just ending in September, y'all. Eighty five hundred AED, y'all. All right. He said he said this month, October, he's sure to do ten thousand, ten thousand AED. So I just wanted to give him some love for one, just the love he has for the barber, and two, um, being bold, uh, bold enough just to uh, uh, ask for. Um, uh, some uh, some guidance, some mentorship there, and I said, man, you know what? For you, and for what you've done, and uh, all the free uh, work that you've done, I said, man, I do it for you for free. All right, so I uh, just want to drop some gems on him. I did that, and uh, he's right now he's living his best life right now over um, over in Dubai, and uh, man, he's just making some things happen. So I just want to give him some love on here, y'all. Barbers, we need you to drop some fire emojis in the chat, some hearts in the chat to show some love to him. And then drop some gems in the chat if you guys are enjoying this conversation. Flood the chat. Let's go spam the chat. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, uh, let us know. Um, I got to ask you. I, I did a conversation with Andy Authentic, my homie, 
um, a little bit ago. That was it was too long ago, and we went back and forth a little bit on this question. Um, so I want to know your thoughts. He goes, I don't know, man. I still think it's easier to find a seventy-five dollar forty-five minute client than a thirty-dollar fifteen um, minute client. And then Gabe piggybacks off that and says, Is it easier to find a thirty to forty dollar client or a seventy-five to hundred dollar client? What's your thoughts on that? Man, it's going to be the thirty to forty dollar client. Yeah, that's can you easy. try? Because that's what I said, bro. It, 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 <laughs> for me, it's, I, don't, I don't know why I the question, but I got to ask it because Andy's my guy, and then Gabe wants to know. I just don't, don't understand how if, if we're walking out in a, a big space where there's a whole bunch of people, I don't understand why we think it's going to be easier to find somebody that wants to pay more money for more time in a chair than for somebody that wants to pay less money to, to get in and out quicker. I, I, I don't know. But what, what are your thoughts? Nah, on so hey, look, I'm going to share with you after this, and you might be able to share it. Grant Cardone, <laughs> all right. Grant Cardone has a video. And he was like, "Man, I will pay you more for less time." He said, "My time right. is very valuable. I will pay you. Hey, I'll pay you a hundred dollars for fifteen minutes." Dan said, <laughs> "Andy said fifteen minutes, no." <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. said, "I will pay you more." He said, "I don't want all. That. I don't want." It. He said, "Man, I'm just coming to get a heck. That's it, man. I don't want all this. I don't want all that or whatever. I want to get in and get out." Time is very valuable. And I get a lot of people, y'all, be honest with you, because um, it sounds like you guys, you don't get a lot of um, lunchtime clients. All right. You can't get that guy coming from the, uh, going to sneak in from the office real quick, get a cut and get back. All right. He's not going to be able to do it. All right. He coming during his lunchtime. He's going to miss his whole lunch. Can't even eat. All right. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of people that come in during, for their lunchtime because they know they're getting in the chair at that time, 1230, 1245 day out. They're able to stop off, get their food and be back in the office. And 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 have lunch, have, have their hair cut out the way so they can just go straight home. Mm-hmm. And I think part part of it is because it's like this, right? So Caesar says, wait, so cuts that are efficient and fast, clients are happier with that than full 30, 40 minute cuts, newer barber here. And and here's here's what I'll say, and I'll let you share share some of your thoughts on it too. I, I'm gonna create a post about this like next week, but I think I shared on my story today. I just feel like barbers um have lost touch with the market, bro. Like we've lost touch with what our customers want. And I think that has happened because more so social media more than anything, because what social media has done has created like this echo chamber and this vortex that so many barbers are wrapped up in. So we're listening to what other barbers are saying they want, right? Like a barber will say, I'd never sit in the chair for 15 minutes. I'd never sit in the chair for 30 minutes, right? We're listening to what barbers will say, right? And and, and we're not listening to what, what clients actually want and what clients actually value. So one of my hopes is with me doing a lot of what I'm doing is that barbers would take a step back and start to think like, okay, if I wasn't a barber, or maybe I should try to get some feedback from people who aren't barbers and see what it is that they want, right? And what I've come to learn and what you guys will come to learn as well if you pay enough attention is for the most part, a haircut, number one, could be an inconvenience for people because they got so many things going on in their life. They got so many responsibilities and, and, and things they got to get to. They don't want to be in the shop all day, right? Are there people that don't mind and got the time and love to be in there? Sure. But most people, it's an inconvenience for them. And most people will pay you more if you can get them in and out uh, quicker while maintaining that same quality that they want to get. I always yeah. tell people the reason why I can get paid you know, I get tipped very well and, and, and make, you know, get $100 to do a cut in 15, 20 minutes and stuff like that is because I can give people a, a high quality cut that normally would take bar other barbers 45 minutes to an hour. 
I can get it done in 30 minutes or less. So that automatically puts me in a position to where people will be willing to pay more because they can get the, the results they're looking for in a, in a faster time. So, you know, uh, uh, the thinking of do clients prefer to be in the chair longer or less, bro, just ask most regular people. Ask Regular people say, with all things being equal, would you rather be in the barber chair less or longer? Right, like get some feedback and, and come from the position that you're not a barber. Ask random people. Don't even say you're a barber, right? Just ask people, and and you'll see that so many people will pay a higher price if you can get them in and out um, quicker, as opposed to holding them hostage. I'm, I'm, um, so not everybody, y'all. Not everybody. Um, uh, think majority of people do, but not everybody thinks that way. So I'm gonna tell y'all. I do have. Um, I had a guy two weeks ago. All right. Two weeks ago, he has the, the braids or whatever. Just a little temper taper, y'all. Temper taper, taper the neck, little shape up. Just clean up the mustache. Okay. 15 minutes. We're good. All right. He uh, paid for it. And then he called. Called back. He said, John, I don't feel that you spent enough time on me, um, you know, with my cut. All right. I said, um, I said, so uh, I said, what's going on? Talk to me. I, you know, I showed you the mirror. You know, you said everything was cool. Talk to me. He said, I just felt that, you know, you, you kind of rushed me a little bit there. You know, um, you know, um, my hairline just wanted you to, you know, hit that a little tighter there. Um, as far as the mustache, wanted you to, uh, you know, kind of knock it down a little bit and hit it. I said, um, you, you know, I said, man, I said, your satisfaction is my satisfaction. I want you walking out just as happy as you want to be. All right. You know, I showed you the mirror. You said everything was cool. If we had a problem, I said, we could have went ahead and, you know, just took care of it. All right. He said, I see your schedule is kind of busy. I, I can't get back in the day. I said, I want, I want you to be the happiest kind as you, you know, you can be. He said, um, I'm, I'm going to schedule again. I'll schedule again. And, um, you know, we'll go ahead and get this taken care of. I said, man, not a problem, whatever. All right. You hear this customer service, right? I hope you guys are listening to the <laughs> professionalism in customer service. I hope you guys are listening. So he comes back um, the following week, scheduled. All right. Pay, you know, paying again or whatever, scheduled again. I made sure this time that he wanted the attention that he wanted. All right. So when he walks in, he walks in. Um, first thing I, I greet him, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what's up, baby? How you doing? What's going on? Hey, psh. Hey man, we're gonna knock this out today. Hey, hey, you leaving out here today, you're gonna be nothing but smiles. All right, smiles awesome and energy, good vibes, very welcoming, exactly. very inviting. It's not Go that oh, God. man. Get in the chair, man. Nah, nah, none of that. Sat down, went ahead. You know, we we, we paid a little attention to detail, y'all. He wanted the he wanted the, the time there because most barbers take about that time. So he wanted me to take that time too. So we got it right, boom, boom, boom. Man leaves out, big old tip, just smiling, happy as he could be. Hey, I, hey man, have an amazing day today. All right? So uh, sometimes you're going to have clients that just want to be in your chair longer just because cause they're just so used to barbers taking a while. Or they just want to they 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 just they they don't they they not trying to get back home. <laughs> they want to yeah. talk. They want to do this and do that. All right. Yeah. So I've had clients like that. Um, we've done that. Kids say everything. One guy came in, uh, brand new. I hit him because it wasn't much. Man, knocked him out. Boom, boom. He looks in the mirror and he's trying to find something to complain about. He said, "Ain't no way in the world you finished my hair that fast." But he could not find. He's like, oh, "You got that? You got that?" <laughs> he's like, "Man, he's like." He's like, you're done, though? I was like, yeah, we good. He's like, ah. So, you know, we paid him. His son, uh, he started bringing his son. I was cutting his son here. So he stopped coming, and his son was still, the mother was bringing his son. And the son said, my dad said you cut his hair too fast. <laughs> you cut his hair too fast. <laughs> 
Oh man, I had to laugh so much. His, his, his wife was like, shh. But uh, yeah, it, it was just funny, man, because Pops just, he just wanted to sit in the chair. He wanted to sit in the chair and just get a little extra. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. No, I, no, I hear you, bro. It's it, again, it's one of those, it, it, it's every, you know, people are different, right? Some people value different things and want different things, you know? So when we're talking about the, you know, the quicker cuts and stuff like that, again, there are always um, the people that, don't feel that way. Right. But like I always say uh, in my content, I do my best to speak to the majority. Mm-hmm. Right. I, that's yeah. what I do my best to speak to the majority. So even with that example, guys, he's, he said that happened and it has happened a handful of times over 30 years, mm-hmm. but it ain't happening like that. <laughs> Most of the time he's getting people in and out and he's, they're coming back. Right. Like there's not, Often he's getting called and people are like, yo, you didn't take enough time on my hair. So there is that percentage of people. But again, uh, to me, I don't know. It's a, it's a smaller percentage. And for me, I'm like, all right, let's cater to the biggest pool of people. And I feel like the biggest pool of people don't want to be um, sitting in the chair forever. Ed says my hundred dollar clients would want to be in the chair um, for a while, which there is that client. Right. I also have the hundred dollar clients that hit me up. Marv. I need to get like booked. Got anything? I got a 20, 15, 20 minute window. You got to be here and then come in to get that, get in and out 15, 20 minutes, then give me that 100. So, you know, I don't know. I guess it's just preference for me. I, I like to be able to get paid $100 for 15, 20 minutes as opposed to, you know, an hour and a half. But again, it's it's all um, preference. But like Ed said, you got to know um, the client's wants and needs. Uh, I, I need your thoughts on something, right? Because uh, this, this, this person said, I would like to hear from a barber from the hood so I can relate. And then somebody replied and said, shake my head. It's how, or, or it's how you know these guys are not from the hood. Shake my head. So, <laughs> um, what, would, what would you say to the barber that may be tapped in that is cutting in the hood right now and, and is dealing with some of the things that come with being in the hood? What would your advice be to them? So that's where I started at, man. All right. That's where I started at. So um, my fear Back then, when I was younger, in my late teens and 20s, um, I wouldn't have my clientele because either somebody was getting locked up <laughs> or they was, getting, they was getting shot, all right? <laughs> so um, that was my fear with, with, with them on that aspect. So um, I got uh, a little video, but you guys probably see when I was younger, um, when I was cutting, this is when, you know, cutting, this is when I was cutting into Tim's and all that stuff there. Uh, um, I would have Robin in them Tim's, bro. Yeah, hey, throbbing. <laughs> um, I would have uh 12 to 15 guys waiting, all right, waiting to get the cut. When I used to um pull up to the barber shop, guys outside sitting, all right. The, the shop don't open until you know, um, and it's like on Sunday at nine o'clock, and these guys out there, 8 15, lined up just waiting, all right, uh, to get the cut there. Now Needless to say, uh, during that time, this was a while ago now, guys. So, you know, the cut was like $10. All right. So, um, but, uh, you know, they were lined up and just trying to get in, just get that cut, man. Once they mess with you, um, the guys with you, they, they're going to, you know, they, they're going to rock with you. All right. And I was the only barber in the barbershop at that time. The guy that I was cutting with um, ended up having a little substance abuse problem. And then got into a little bit of trouble, so he had to uh, relocate, all right? So he wasn't going to get incarcerated, all right? So he had to relocate, and uh, his clients kind of fell over to me, too. And that's really where I kind of got my start, start, um, his clients falling over to me, and then 
uh, the, the guys from the hood that I had to as well. So that's when things just started to started to grow. And I had to um, have that time down right because a lot of guys, you know, they was like, hey, man, <laughs> you know, coming in, who's next, who's next? And I don't like that now. That's why I love the appointments because that 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 one right there almost burned me up now. Um, Mark, uh, when guys yeah. come in, uh, how many you got? All right, we we should patent that one right there. How many you got and <laughs> and uh, who's next? You know, uh, those two right there for sure. Um, we should patent that. But um, yeah, we I, I don't came from the hood. And I think Mark same way. Yeah, I mean, when I first started, I, I, I'm not for, like my hood is not a real. I wouldn't say it's a real hood, right? It's the hood for where the city is in, but it ain't. You know, when when I was younger, I was in the real hood, but my parents moved up out of there, got me in a, a smaller city in you know the area. I, I would say it's a definitely a low income area. Put it this way: when I first started cutting, the, the cuts were 15 bucks, and people were complaining about it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, but. You know, we we worked our way up. We built up. We, we end up moving the the shop and stuff like that, and you know, just continuing to do our best to to elevate the business and you know provide better service, better haircuts, and just you know, I don't know. We but I started I started fifteen dollar haircuts. People were complaining about exactly, um, exactly. Hey, look, I made a post um, uh, on nine eleven, and I just yeah. asked people. I said, "Where were you at on nine eleven? And one of my um, guys I went to college with, he comes in. You said, man, why half the people on your post said they were locked up? <laughs> Yo. that's, man, that's where I started at, man. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> so, guys, um, what I want to do, because uh, John's got about another 10 minutes or so, right? We, we, we're going to do this for two hours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, John got another 10 minutes or so. So, what I want to do real quick, guys, is fire questions. All right, in the chat, whatever question you have, Maybe you feel like it's something you wanted to hear John answer that he hasn't or, you know, just something that maybe you're thinking now that you want to ask him. What I want to do real quick, excuse me, is um, is do that. Fire the questions. And also, um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. When we're all said and done, make sure you follow the Barber Mogul on um, Instagram. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you take a screenshot of this. And whether it's now or maybe after, um, share it to your story. If you're watching on TV, take a picture with your phone, share it to your story, and make sure you tag me and the Barber Mogul in it so that way we can reshare it to our story and show you guys some love. All right? So uh, that that's the, the housekeeping out the way. Um, fire your questions. And, John, what I want you to do, if possible – um, cause I know like how, how we could be, our answers could be long. So I want to try to answer as many of these questions yep. as we can. So mm-hmm. if you could do, uh, as a rapid fire in the questions, yeah. do rapid fire answers, if that's yep. cool. Okay. So now let's this, see. Um, somebody asked Ma, uh, do I have lunch? Yes. I got 12, 1230. I'll take a 30 minute lunch. Okay. Right. Yes. There we go. Right there. Yep. I'll take a 30- <laughs> 30 minute lunch, y'all. All right. Somebody said, Do I do reoccurring appointments? Yes. Um, majority of my appointments are reoccurring because guys cannot get in on the schedule on the book. So I advise them to make a reoccurring appointment so they don't have to worry about that. This is how I'm booked every day, y'all. Monday, I'm in the shop Monday through Sunday, uh, Saturday. I'm off on yeah. Sundays and I'm booked every day. Gotcha. Do you, Can you take 20, 20, 30 minutes with new people? Sometimes I feel like those ones are a little harder depending on our head shape and hair texture. I'm, I'm 37 years in. There's not, a, there's not a hair type. There's not a hair that I have not seen. Um, what if they're late? What do you do with somebody that's late for their appointment? Uh, I'll switch them out because a lot of times my guys, man, I, I got, so you got to train your clients. All right. You got to know how to train them. A lot of my people, they come early. Okay. So I'll just switch them around. 
All right. If they do come late, once again, all right, and I knocked out the person in 15 minutes, I'll go ahead and knock out the late person, get them out the way, and I'm still on time for the next one. How important is it to build relationships with clients? Very important. All right. Because that hey, that is your that's your number one marketing tool right there. All right. I don't care what else y'all do right there. That word of mouth is strong. All right. You got a strong relationship with your client, that client is going to refer people to you. All right. Um, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on top of that branding. All right. You want to be branded, too, as well. So branding at the point that when um, a person asks, hey, man, where can I get a haircut at? You the first one they think about because you're branded in their mind. Question. So some uh, devil's advocate. What what would you say to the people that say, well, bro, you're doing 15 minute haircuts. How are you building a relationship with people who are sitting in your chair for 15 minutes? You're getting them in and out. Oh, I mean, that right there. As far as that, hey, 15 minutes is the 15 minutes that hey, that we're going to have together. All right. So uh, hey, that right there, that, that's all we need. All right. Uh, uh, two questions you got to ask. All right. Um, you know, what's your name? All right. If you don't have the name, what's the name? Um, uh, are you from the area? Uh, how long have you been here? What do you do? That's three questions. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to ask. Relationships built. People love talking about themselves. Yep. And, and do your best to listen to what they're saying and, and reiterate that you understand what they're saying. So the way you do that is by paraphrasing what they said to you. It's a little communication hack. So if they say, you know, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working in construction for 10 years now. Oh, so you've been doing construction for 10 years? Yeah, man. So, and then they'll start going more. So you can have good conversation just by paraphrasing what they said back to you. And you can have a quality conversation in 15 minutes. You can. And me and Andy went back and forth with that a little bit. But you can have a quality conversation in 15 minutes. But also, just understand, you don't have to be the 15-minute barber either. Let's, let's remember, guys, John is showing you what's possible, all right? He's been cutting hair for three decades. He, he's, been, he's, been, he's had some trips. He's, he's spun the chair a time or two, right? So this is over uh, a, a period of time where he's got an opportunity to have a lot of experience under his belt. So, you know, if, if you're 30 minutes, you know, 40 minutes, where, wherever you're at, um, the same stuff that he's sharing with you can be applied in, in a lot of ways. And speaking of Andy, he wants to know, what's your average employee turnover? Oh, man, shucks. So COVID kind of helped me out, y'all. <laughs> COVID helped me out where I got a lot of uh, uh, riffraff out, out of the barbershop there. Um, once I get them in, uh, my younger ones, I'm going to say uh, about two years. About two years. And then they're um, if they're not like committed, um, they, they kind of find their way like out of the barbershop there. So, uh, what's that? 24 months kind of gotcha. hold tight. I got one guy who's been with me for seven years. Uh, he's solid, uh, man, two houses. Uh, he done bought numerous cars while he's been with me there. So, uh, he's, he's loving it. All right. So how do you I'm find guy, barbers? Huh? How do you find barbers? They find me. They hear about me. So they come, they come to the shop there. Um, somebody's always referring. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm real, I'm real, uh, uh, I'm going to say guarded with the culture that I have in my barbershop. Um, so I, I, I'm slow in hiring. I'm really, really slow because it takes a lot of energy for me to get that person built up the way I want them to. And a lot of the barbers that I see that be coming in, um, they look like they're just not going to be able to be able to adapt. Um, I had one guy tell me that um, I'm too structured. Got too much structure. <laughs> Yo, yeah. <laughs> it's, people just wanted to be a free for all. It's like, man, you like freedom. Like, in order to be free, you got to be disciplined and have structure. It's 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 weird when you when you try to wrap your mind around it. But the, what's going to create the ultimate freedom is if you have some structure in your life. You can't just be a 
a damn free for all. Do you do a mentorship program or how, how can they gain access to some sort of mentorship with you? I do. I do. I do. So what I want y'all to do guys is um, either jumping on um, Marv's, uh, you know, DM or my, my DM. And um, I'll point y'all in the right direction here. I got a, yeah. got a little guys, screenshot this. So when you get off, you can message him. Yes. Screenshot right. this. So you can make sure you follow him and then message him when, he, when we get off. I got an academy called Barber Pure, um, Barber Panero Academy. All right, barberpreneuracademy.com there, guys. And um, that right there is uh, where you'll get your um, your start of your, um, you know, your training, your mentorship with me. And then we can uh, kind of, if things go in the right direction, we can do a one-on-one and really make it happen. Got you. Uh, when hiring, is it character or skills? Uh, oh, character. I mean, oh, nice. yeah, all day, all day. Guys. I can teach the skills. I can't teach character. I can teach the skills all day. Any, I can teach anybody how to cut, but I cannot teach character. <laughs> uh, Ed said, oh, I got to rewatch this. I got to rewatch this as a fact. And the reason why is because, like like 24K Eric said, they find me speaking like a the boss. <laughs> and, and, and it's true, right? Because the shop owners will uh, – we can complain a lot about, you know, there ain't no good workers. We can't find good barbers and, and all of this stuff. When truthfully – uh, most of the time, we just got to look in the mirror and take some accountability and, and ask ourselves, what is it that we're doing wrong? What What is it that we're doing wrong? And a lot of times, it, it, it just boils down to we got to be better leaders. We got to be better business owners. We got to be better shop owners. We just got to be better overall humans and and work our best to build the business in a way that attracts people to us. Like you said, I, they come looking for me. Why? Because uh, how long you been open now? Myself has been seven years at this location here. Yeah, seven years, and 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 it clearly has built up a good reputation in the seven years. Clearly, it is known in the area. So now, when people are thinking about, all right, where can I go work? Where I know I'm going to get some haircuts in, they know that at the Ultimate Barber, they're going to be able to go there and get, <laughs> be able to cut some hair. So you know, work, do your best. If you're a shop owner or you're an aspiring shop owner, just do your best to build the thing that's going to attract. Um, the people to you. Uh, you don't they sell said, any products. They said, "Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, you don't? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, I do have to sell the products there, and also, um, I now really got into it as far as my online store. Uh, so I drive more online traffic um, than within the shop because I want to reach a broader audience there, y'all. So definitely, I got my own product line. When I opened up the uh, barber shop, I did a product line too as well." Somebody asked about it, opening a barber college, uh, the move to retire. Um, man, barber college is like two to three times more work than a barber shop. So, um, man, if, if you don't want to put the work into a barber shop, you definitely don't want to do the barber college. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching my homie Will Stam right now. He's opening his college, and I, I love seeing his growth, and it's inspiring to watch it. Um, you know, him building it, and I'm, I'm with him through this whole process of it, and it's it's dope to see. But I'm also seeing how how much work it is, you know, and, and how much that in, entails into it. And Will's built different, so it's, it's beautiful to see. But it's definitely not something where if you guys tune in, you're thinking you're just going to be opening the doors and all of a sudden you're making 20K a student. It just don't yeah. work that way. Uh-uh. Hey, I got, I got a gym for y'all, y'all. I got a gym for y'all. All right. So my hiring process, too, um, I, I kind of, you know, look at the military. Um, so if I got a barber, you know, telling me that he's been cutting for 15, 20 years, that's a red flag for me for one. Um, two, and y'all gonna say why it's a red flag. Uh, the reason why it's a red flag is because he's gonna be kind of hard to uh, mold, all right? Because he's gotten his mind a certain way how it's supposed to be done. Two, um, 
if that person is uh, over, I'm going to say the age of 34, 35, um, I'm, I'm kind of real. Um, well, and I got to the point now that I, I just I'm not really interested in hiring them. Uh, it's the same reason where what's the cutoff in the military? What's the cutoff in the um, police academy? All right. There's a certain cutoff in the military after you're 32, 34, something like that. They're not taking you no more because they cannot get all that cement that's in your brain right now. They can't they, 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 they can't remove that. They say it's not happening. That's the they same say thing. It's like you can't teach your old dog new tricks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much saying that there. And every every person I have uh, hired that has had a lot of experience or came in there um, ended up, yeah, just it just didn't work out because they had in their mind that it's supposed to be a certain way because they're so used to working a certain way for uh, their whole career. And just making that switch, they just it was uncomfortable for them. Do you read any books? Have you read books? Man, I got a whole library right here. Yes. What are some yes, of the best books you've read on leadership, communication, finance, whatever you want to drop? And guys, pay attention. Whatever book he says, guys, type it in the chat so that you guys can see it. I'm about to give you one right now. I'm about to give you one. And you guys, uh, as far as me talking about them, see if I see it real quick. Um, but I'm going to say Dan Kennedy's No BS in Time Management, y'all. It's over here somewhere. Dan no Kennedy's BS No BS in Time Management. Dan Kennedy, no BS in time management. And it says for entrepreneurs. I love it. A any other books that you could think of off the top of your head? Oh, I mean, the richest, the, the richest man in Babylon. All right. Mm. You got that. Um, the Millionaire Fast Lane. Mm -hmm. that one right MJ oh, DeMarco, fire book, oh, yes, bro. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have, um, so I got audio books. I got about 200 books on here. So um, now I'm committed. I read uh, one book a week. So I'm at least so I read at least four books a month um, committing to that. And that's what we're knocking that out there. So that's what I do. Uh, yeah. It's all about personal development. Yeah, I love it. And, and guys, an, another tip for, for when it comes to consuming books and stuff like that. I've shared this a few times. I continue to share it is, you know, when he's telling you these books, buy buy the book in every form. Right. Like for me, I, I, I buy more so I don't do physical books. I love being able to read when I want. So I love having it on my phone, but I buy the book on my phone and I buy the audio book. So that way, when I'm in the car driving to work to and from work or just in the car alone by myself, wherever I'm going, you know, I, I throw on an audio book. Right. So you guys can use the 20 minutes that you're driving to work every day or wherever you're going, where you're by yourself to educate yourself. You can listen to Dan Kennedy's No BS or The Millionaire Fast Lane, right? Or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. You can listen to these books as you're in your car rather than listening to some of the other nonsense that we like to listen to just to, to, to put something on, right? You can, right? you can learn a lot just being in your car from the audio books. I see dress code, dress code. Yes, yes, yes. The, the biggest, my biggest pet peeve is walking into the barbershop and not knowing who's the barber and who's the client. All right. So, yes. All right. Yes, we do have a dress code. Something you got to say ultimate barber on it so the people know that you are the barber and you're not a client that's waiting in there. Mm, I love it. And and just just to, to piggyback off that a little bit, you know. We are too individualized as a as a culture, man. We are, and and it, it's unfortunate, but you know, just the idea of having a dress code it will turn so many people away, and it's it's wild to me because it's like, where what happened to us being a team? You know, what I'm seeing like the Golden State Warriors walk out and they all got their jerseys on, they go out win the championship. What? Why can't we be a team? You know, why do we all gotta just? Be, ain't nobody telling me what to wear. I ain't become a barber, so I gotta wear what they telling me what to wear. It's like, bro. Come on, man. That's for one. And then for two, as a shop owner, just understand by implementing some of this stuff that John is um, sharing, you're going to weed out some of the bad apples, right? Because the person that don't want to 
wear the uniform and stuff like that. It's clearly demonstrating he ain't trying to be a team player. So yeah. it's a beautiful thing. You you don't even got to put up with the the, the headache. It, they just eliminate themselves right away. Like, oh, nah, I ain't doing that. So you don't even got to deal with it. Whereas somebody else that's open to that type of thinking and stuff, you know, is more of a team player, which can ultimately lead to everybody, you know, uh, building and growing together. You know what I'm saying? He said, this is the new age stuff. I see. Um, how do sure. you how do you balance family and work in the beginning? Hey, man, you got you got to sacrifice a little something there. All right. So my yeah. wife has sacrificed a lot of weekends um, uh, for me just because of me having to be in the barbershop. So I heard Marv say the same thing about his wife. All right. Chris Boxio, when he was on here, same thing about his wife there in the beginning. Y'all, man, um, it's almost where you have to be a little little selfish and uh, you're trying to trying to build. You're trying to grow. Um, so they have to, and, and you know, a lot of times they, they know what they're getting into. All right. But I am going to say this industry right here, y'all has a high divorce rate. Okay. Mm. Just want to throw that in there for y'all. Mm. So you got to make sure that you're it, it's bro. It's, it's the balance will shift depending on what period of life that you're in. Right. But you just got to make sure that you are stepping back and you're asking yourself what matters, what seeds do I need to water and make sure you're watering them seeds and work on yourself guys work on yourself work to be better communicators and better people and 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 like you said it all starts with personal development and once you start there things start to fall in place because you know if you're all in on the barbershop and you got a a a, a husband or a wife and you don't know how to communicate with them you don't you know i mean you're not really being the, the the right type of partner for them like you said that the industry has a high divorce rate so you know, work on yourself, work to be the best version of yourself, a better communicator, and just uh, make sure you're putting your time uh, in the places where you where you're going to see the highest return on you investing um, your time. Is there so something else you want about, to answer? They're talking about family on here. Does it they're mainly talking about family? I'm seeing I, I seen a lot. How can, can you go a bit deeper on, on family? So, um, man, so I've been married y'all for 21 years. All right. So. Um, so me and my wife now, <laughs> we got to understand, hey, she's doing her thing as far as um, she's real estate now, guys. Um, so she's actually in here working now. Um, I'm in her office. I done kicked her out so I could do this uh, live here. Um, but y'all can see her right there on the magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to shout yeah. to wife. <laughs> but um, yeah, so weekends, I just love it. You know, we, you know, get daytime. One day a week is, is cool. All right. So I'm off on Sundays. All right, walk on Sundays, and that's when we do our. We're going to catch a movie, dinner. Um, we actually traveling. Um, this I'm traveling Thursday. All right, so I'm out Thursday through uh, Sunday. I'll be in Dallas. Got some business down there. I got to take care of. Um, and uh, my wife and my daughter's going with me, so I'm not going by myself. All right, taking the family with me on that. It's fire. Do you uh, do contracts with your barbers? Uh, no. Con- no, no contracts. Uh-uh. No, I, like I said, I don't. Well, well, I'm sorry. Yes, I do. So, as um, far as if I have there, we have um, a contract that I do have them to sign as far as uh, dress code, um, uh, uh, the, the business of the shop. All right, uh, rules to abide by, um, things that they have to do there. Like so, the standard. Yes, I do have like the expectations. Yes, exactly, exactly, for sure. Um, and then also, uh, guys, so I'm going to tell you all this, um, the way, the way my shop is set up when I lose a barber, all right, if a barber leaves, um, my shop makes more money. 
Well, I mean, being salary, that makes sense, right? (laughs) I can control. So, and what 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 Marv just said, yeah, you're able to control your um your your bottom line there. So, when you got when you got the salary, and when that uh um that salary for the employee kind of drops, but uh, my revenue stays the same. Now my profit margin has just increased. Okay, Um, you cannot do that with uh with a with um with a, a booth rental shop because it's just a chair. All right, you got the chair, and 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 that's it. All right, if, if a bar leaves, you're actually going to lose some money on that. You're trying to look for somebody else to replace that, so you got that income come in. Um, same thing with a uh, commission shop. As the revenue goes up, the salary goes up too. So, and then sometimes it gets a little, it gets a little thinner. All right, um, so those ones there, I learned, I was taught um, that you know you want to be able to control your numbers there. And those first two, it's hard to control your numbers, y'all. Um, but on the salary one, you're able to control your numbers. I love it. So, um, says, can you explain the salary model more? What I would say to you is, um, guys, any one of you that are interested, because John says he does offer um, mentorship. So, screenshot this, because we, we can't keep them all night. My man got to get some rest, and I got to get some rest too. So, screenshot this, and make sure you follow him on Instagram. And shoot them a message and say, hey, I was on a live. I'm interested in mentorship. And then y'all can um, follow up in that way. So that way he can give you more in-depth in, uh, answers and, and, and especially um, more specific answers for um, your situation. Yeah. So, John, I don't want to hold you up all night, bro, because this will keep – we'll keep going. Like, no, right. ready now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what, what I want to uh, say is thank you. For taking two hours and, and ten minutes. And as you can see, Barbershop Love, my homie Ramos said, appreciate y'all. Love what y'all doing. Um, I want to say thank you for everybody tapped in. I know they got a lot of value. I got a lot of value. Barbers, if you got a lot of value, flood the chat with the gems so that John can see the gems come in. Um, knowing that he uh, uh, he did his best to give as much as he could. I know he did. Um, so thank you for that. Um is there any last thing that you want to say to the people before we wrap this up to inspire them, empower them, motivate them, help them yeah. in any way? Um, for sure, for sure. First, I, I just love what um what, what Marv is doing here, guys. All right. Um, I love what I'm seeing here as far as just the interaction on the um in the comments, y'all. All right, and the in the turnout too. Um I, I, I just love just seeing that the barber. Uh, industry can be a better place uh, with us just coming together, um, working together versus being divisive. Um, so I just love seeing this here, guys. Uh, hopefully, um, the numbers that I uh, that you were able to see uh, that inspired you. I know it's going to be um, a couple people on here. You guys are going to end up, um, you know, increasing your income just by just seeing that and just knowing that it's uh, possible. I had to see it. Um, I had to go seek it out and see it to make the, see that it was possible. Um, then I was able to achieve it. And I think you guys are going to um, be able to do the same. So there's a saying that I learned, um, conceive it in your, um, your um, believe it in your mind, conceive it in your heart and you'll achieve it. I think you got, you're going to go ahead and make that happen there guys. All right. So appreciate y'all. Um, I love y'all. I love everybody on here. I love this, love this industry. Y'all. Um, I love the barber now. Um, what I do uh, as far as helping barbers, um, clients, um, assistant clients that that's my biggest uh, my, my biggest love there all right um, my biggest satisfaction I tell people I never sold a haircut ever never sold a haircut um, but I just get um, rewarded for 
uh, the services that I'm able to provide um, to the clients. And with that, you know, they, they give me monetary um, awards for that there. So uh, just being able to have somebody when they get about that chair and that smile that they have on their face after that haircut, you know, how a person comes in and then it just makes them feel different after that haircut that right there. That's the joy. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what has me in there working the way I work right now. Um, just because of that, because it's all about the clients, y'all. So love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Marv, man, I appreciate you, bro. Um, love you um, for what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You are making a huge difference. Um, you are touching um, a lot of lives. Uh, you're touching a lot of barbers out here. And you're actually, um, you're growing, bro. All right, you're growing. Um, man, uh, you'll be on that big stage. And I, I'm, I'm going to be proud to say that I was able to be able to sit in on a live with you, man. And hopefully, uh, you know, sucks, man. This ain't our last one that we do. And uh, yeah. we can do some things together, too, man. We got hey, yeah, two minds better than one. See if we can make some money, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's get it. First, guys, let us know if you want to see more of John on Gem Talk. Let us know. Drop some fire emoji if you want to see more of John because uh, we're definitely going to have more conversations um, for sure. Guys, take a screenshot if you haven't already. Take a picture if you're watching on your TV. Share it to your story. Tag me and John in it so that way when we get off this live, um, we can we can show you guys some love. We thank you for tuning in. We thank you guys for engaging. You guys asked some really good questions. Um, it was fun. I had a lot of fun uh, too. And um, again, man, John, thank you so much. You, uh, appreciate, appreciate you snapped you. for them and, and they want... They want more. They said this is the best one, and then they they, <laughs> they want they want more. The fire's coming in. So, um, if there's any part of you that think like you know what, maybe I didn't give them enough. That's just the you know the critic in you, just like it is in me, because I always feel that way too. But mm -hmm. that's what's uh you know what, what's cool about that is we get to do more of these conversations. So barbers, if you're tapped in late and you didn't get a chance to watch this whole thing, I will be uh, sharing it to the, the, the page so you guys can go back and rewatch it. Even if you did tune in the whole time, what I will say is um, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button and go back and rewatch this. Cause I'm sure there's going to be some gems um, that you guys missed while you were tapped in. So go back and rewatch it. It's definitely worth the rewatch. Um, John, stay on. I'm going to end the live and me and you right. can chop it up for a couple minutes. Barbers until next time, keep chasing greatness. And, uh, I will tap in with you soon. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow the barber mogul on IG barbers. Enjoy the rest of your night. Y'all be good.